Uh, it's gonna be stuff. Uh, well, yeah, to say the dumb stuff and the shit will follow. To say, say the dope stuff and the shit will follow. <laughs> See, I added that. Alright. Oh, this is. <laughs> That's like a little. Uh, you know how Joe Runaway starts his show where it's like. No, 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 that'll be the dumb stuff. To say the dope stuff and the shit will happen. <laughs> No, I like that, dude. That's a good, that's a good intro. Yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, this is my boy, Louis. Uh, you go, go ahead and introduce yourself. I call him Samurai Jack, because we work together. And he, like, he look like Samurai most of the time. He's got, he's got long hair, and I'm jealous. Yeah, he's totally jealous. <laughs> Lily's meowing in the background, because she's a weirdo. Go somewhere and sit. Well, hello, one. It's a hello to all. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of, I should. Yeah, I was thinking about some dumb radio name. <laughs> Hello, one to all. I'm your boy Lewis here on the Madhouse Mulligan Anchor Show. If that's how you pronounce it. Oh yeah, it's pretty, pretty close. Most people like like will call it Muggin, and it's just funny because like then they like get this weird like feeling about it when they because they know they said it wrong and they think they're like saying something racist or something. Okay. It's just funny. I laugh. How? <laughs> What I do need to do is come up with my own intro just to like nail it every single time. That's what, yeah, that's, that's actually worth having. That's totally worth having. You gotta have a few of those uh, in the back of the vault. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm bringing him in. He's gonna be uh, my partner in crime uh, in the future. And this is just uh, my first like solid interview. Uh, so I guess, um, what's your background? Oh, uh, so is that what it is? All right, I see how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've, I've, we've had other interviews. We we had a, the one before, but this a, one's like a solid intro <laughs> into into you and your frame of thought. And I, and I asked you to come up with a podcast uh, idea for today, and you said yes, I'm good, and yeah, we're gonna bang this thing out. But I just wanted you to introduce yourself, tell me what you what your sphere of expertise is, your talents. Well, a tra- traveler, a traveler of the mind. Lover of women, <laughs> pot of coffee by day, bottle of wine by night, cap guy. The man in your dreams that uh, holds your face. <laughs> I'm the one. Oh man! I'm the one to tell it. I'm the one to hold your face and the same guy that'll slap it off your face. <laughs> oh man, I was not prepared for this at all. Yeah, no. so my name is Lewis. Uh, just hanging out with Devin for the day. Got to have a, definitely got a nice little show coming up for you. I want to, you ask me, hey, what did you write this time? Well, what did you like to know? Huh. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a uh, well, how do I say? Well, I'm a literary man, which means I'm a writer. And now uh, that's, uh, that's stupid, you can cut that one out. But yeah. <laughs> oh man, this was a bad time to smoke whatever I had. <laughs> But basically, Lewis doesn't like to talk about himself. I mean, he talks about a lot of stuff, but talking about himself is one of the things he doesn't like to do because he's a very humble guy, which is awesome. No, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, he is a writer. He does make videos. He, he, he has he has some, some recording expertise, which we will be using for the future of House Mugen to make videos and make video-related content because I'm a swordsman and I need somebody to help me showcase my sword skills. 
and, uh, and so that's, that's, we have future projects that we're working on together that we've been talking about and discussing. And I really need to record all of those conversations because they're really, really good and they're very funny. We'd be kicking ourselves about not recording some of them. But, uh... So this is for, um... Well, in case uh, you don't know when you need any kind of recordings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then there'll be the kinds that are like, hey, stupid, you're missing out on something. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh... No, how would you describe the show? We were talking about this, Weaponosphere. This will be my interview of you at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, the, the intro we've settled on is uh, Weaponized Fear, uh, which I would say is also a part of the title, is The Acts uh, Formed Against Truth. And uh, that's pretty much what, what all of this is going to be hinged on, is, is, is how fear is weaponized. And it's going to be pointing towards uh, the church uh, and how it has affected the church, uh, how current events, how it's affected society, how it has weakened us, or more importantly, how it is highlighted. And you point this out very well: how it has highlighted a, a distinct case of weakness in our society. And, and basically in the hearts of men and women in, uh, in the United States. And that it was intentional. And, uh, and, uh, and it's built into the sauce, really. Yeah, and by that, uh, you hear quite a lot of ideas uh, about family and the church. Commented on, though, hinging on those ideas specifically, uh, family and, well, really faith in the end, really, of how it correlates with our lives. But the idea... To, really, that bravery hmm. is the answer. Well, bravery is the only answer, and that which is like in, in uh, our world, specifically our uh, men. But to their credit, they are discovering truth once again. Yes. So, yes. and that and that's what this uh, podcast show uh, hinges on is that fear will attack truth because it is the proof that fear itself is a lie. So, and the, the idea to that is uh, come up <clears throat> to introduce the show is when uh, when the truth uh, when bravery is um, in the absence of bravery. Fear will follow to devour the truth, and without truth, you only live in the lie. And that will is basically the baseline of this uh, show that we're about to have. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. I would say it's the main kingpin in how and how. Um, and how Lucifer operates, and how false doctrine uh, becomes successful, and how I don't know how how people with bad motives will present information. It, it operates under that same ethos, where they use they use shame, your like need to not want to rock the boat and not be disliked. They use uh, your past. A lot of it is based on shame, uh, a lot of it. And shame produces a fear or a, a gut reaction 
to where, like, you know, you walk into a room and a whole bunch of people are staring at you, and, you know, after, and they stop talking, it's going to make you feel some type of way, like, shit, these motherfuckers were just talking about me. Most people can't handle a situation or even a work environment where it's constantly like that. Right. And so you go in, you deal with that shit, and they use that shit. Pastors use that shit. False doctors use that shit. Presidents use that shit. But they scare you into a knee-jerk reaction, which is usually the wrong one. You know, it's also a, uh, it's also a, a psychological, how to say, it's also a psychological result of uh, of uh, induced psychosis. Because because that was one of the things that my mother and I were talking about when we were eating, because we were talking about just that and. You know, just out of fear and so on, and I was and I was telling her my observations of 2020 that was going on was uh, say was uh, I believe it was around March when I when I began when it came to Texas and then spread to, uh, to the rest of the U.S. and uh, how do I say in that first uh, and I was telling her it was amazing in that first month because you actually saw regardless of belief theology or politics or anything you actually did see for a moment literally for a solid month that Democrats and Republicans. We're coming together to figure something out, and uh, and I was telling her that's how it should be done. Like they're they're both working together with efficiency to come up with a, a with a yes a, a yes. productive result that um, that betters um well really that that just betters everyone really in, in the end uh, in a nutshell. So that was stuff for like a solid first month. It was a, it was actually very incredible to see, but then uh but then afterwards like yeah like roughly a month month and a half after after that or you know by the time that ended. That's where uh, a buddy of mine, I mean, he and I were both just thinking to ourselves, okay, like, oh, the shoe's got to drop for a uh, real quick soon. Because we both, because after that first month and a half, when you start getting the early reports of COVID, well, what is it, well, you know, all the yeah. all the reasonable things that, we, uh, that we're trying to figure out, hey, what is it, what do we get to avoid, all, you know, all that um, practical stuff. And uh, my friend and I, we were both thinking, well, this is a state of fear, and in this position, anyone could use this opportunity to try to achieve something. And sure enough, you actually saw that as time went on, um, mm-hmm. and it was uh, and it began with a well, with the inducing of, of a psychosis, whereas uh, in, in the gaslight, where and that, that's another term I think uh, everyone how to say uh, everyone uses, but they don't really realize what it is. Like gaslighting, it's the idea of it's say for example, um, uh, you, you and I go out, and maybe uh, I slam the door and. Um, in front of you, but um, oh, whether whether intentionally on purpose, let's just say I did yeah. it int- intentionally, but I played it off as accident, and then later on I played it off like, yeah, that never happened. What are you talking about? So it's not just um, mm. it's not just tricking you like something didn't happen, but it's more of oh, well, it's not just it's not just that, but it's with the intent that something didn't happen, where it's changing your perception of reality, and where yeah, that's where you start questioning everything around you, oh, yeah. and uh, so and that's so that that's and that all kind of begins with a, a shadow. How do I say? A shadow of your practical reality uh, with the inducing of fear uh, of the of the unknown, really. So and so that's what he and I, uh, my friend and I, were both looking at a scene where, say, when Fauci first came out, and I actually do believe Dr. Fauci did come out in the beginning with with reasonably good intentions, like anyone else. Like, hey, let's figure this out. Yeah, and yeah, he, cause yeah, he said yeah, very yeah. very early on, like, yeah, you don't need the masks at, at all. Yeah, like, there's no evidence of yeah. that. No. And like, then within 100%. what? Yeah, within what? Maybe two three weeks later, he reverses. Like, oh no, you do need masks. So then, because the, I remember at that point, uh, when that happened, uh, that was the first immediate major red flag, because uh, what he said afterwards, I think it was maybe like a few days just after that, of course, everyone's reasonably asking him, well, hey, like, why'd you change your mind? What happened? What'd you see? And so on. It's like that, and uh, and his, the only reason, and, and, yeah. I, and, and in my mind, I'm, I'm expecting like, okay, there, maybe there's some sort of medical reason. Well, maybe there's some reason he actually did see, 
But the only reason he did give was, what to Will? Uh, I, I reversed my position so to save the mass for the medical team and, yeah. and the first responders. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and that was the first immediate red flag that I saw was that, okay, hold up. That totally contradicts the seriousness of this virus because if we, if we did need a mask, you would think that that is a primary... Uh, so, so if we need a mask, the next question would be, okay, well, why do we need it and what kind of mask should we have? Because in that first month, there was a, hey, like, wear cloth mask, whatever. Okay, yeah. fine, that's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, it's no one really likes it, but it's reasonable. But then when you come out and say, yeah, it's this specific mask that works, but we didn't give it to everyone because well, we should save it for these people. And uh, th- that's a red flag because, to me, it's like, well, if that was a very serious thing. Not only would you let the public know immediately, like, hey, this is the type of mask you, you need, mm-hmm. but also you would not also inc- uh, and let them know, like, uh, because you know how was it? How they limited with the groceries and so on. The yeah, rationing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have done that with a mask uh, for sure, and you also could have uh, called out the private sector and also um, and also calmed down the uh, the public, letting them know like, hey, we're gonna uh, mass produce these masks, so to hand them out to, to anyone, give us time, don't rush the stores, and and uh, so and it was none of that. So that immediately made me question the seriousness of this virus in regards and to the mask. Did. I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And the second ultimate red flag from that point on where I immediately just stopped uh, worrying about it altogether, really, is, uh, I believe, maybe about two months later, maybe three, that was when the George Floyd murder happened during the summer of 2020. And, uh, you know, going forward was all the riots and so on. And, yeah, you know, you, you got all the, how do I say You got all the different uh, political t- uh, takes on it where it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, where everyone, oh, like, they, they murdered this man. Well, we're tired, you know, we're, we're going against these uh, institutions and so on. But that was, uh, how, however, that was the only thing that was seen on the, uh, on the media. That was the only thing that was seen on the media. Yeah. Because when, when that you... That was actually when I started my podcast. My very first one was about the George Floyd thing. And it really? started called uh, It Is Both. Because it was just ridiculous. Because we were going, we were doing all this stuff, mass stuff. And you bring up a very, very good point. Like, we were doing all that mass stuff, all that stuff, the lockdowns and all that shit. And right. then George Floyd happened. It was like everybody forgot about it. Yeah, and it wasn't, just, and it wasn't just, and it wasn't like everybody just forgot about it. It was actually encouraged from certain, uh, from Democratic uh, 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 leaders. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I forget their names at the, at the current moment, but there was a, a senator from California. Uh, there was uh, yeah, uh, even Pelosi at one point encouraged them. Even, it was the black lady. Yeah, it was that one. It was that one, one the crazy, crazy eyes. She, yeah, it was, it was that one black woman from uh, California whose name I, I can't remember. And there was also Alexandra. So it's like that reptile lady from Sing. I can't remember, <laughs> yeah, can't remember her name. Yes, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so yeah, so so you see all of them uh, and encouraging yeah. encouraging the riots, encouraging the ideas behind the riot. A couple of politicians got attacked. Yeah, it, it, yeah. A few uh, politicians got attacked. There was some. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one, uh, one Republican whose name I forget. There was a uh, a well known video of him and his wife walking home. Yeah, and they were followed by a crowd. Was it Ted Cruz? No, it wasn't Ted Cruz. It wasn't it, Ted Cruz. No, it was. It was some, uh, I want to say it was someone in which you're in, in somewhere in the, in, the, in the east side of the country somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, they followed him home, and they were and they were questioning him like, oh, like, do you think Black Lives Matter? So he's and, right, and rightfully so in his case, he was saying like, well, all lives matter. What do you mean? And oh, so, yeah. it's like, no, you got to say. Like, so they were uh, basically trying to intimidate him, which didn't work. Uh, and of course, he he and his wife got home safely, which which is good. But yeah, it, it, that's how. Well, I mean, that's that's going into a whole different conversation altogether, ideologically wise. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the mask wise, going back to uh, the first topic, 
Uh, yeah, so w- when you saw those riots, everyone's getting close together. You're not hearing any cases of COVID after that. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, of course, yeah. hearing them getting bailed out by the vice president and so on. So it immediately questions not only the leadership of of, uh, of that party uh, in in the in that situation, but it's also questioning their leadership and view on COVID itself and also the seriousness of COVID. So by that point, I personally just stopped wearing the mask. Um, yeah. Very quickly. I mean, I... Same. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, I recently wore it. Hey, like, if I go into a grocery store, whatever, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. But after, yeah, when that started happening, I believe somewhere around June uh, 2020, if not, yeah. late, if not late June, I got rid of it. I didn't, I didn't care at that point. And yeah, I, I went to some pl- plenty of places like, they're like, hey, put your mask on. I was like, come make me. Like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the... And, and 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 uh, and so this actually kind of ties into what my my mother and I were talking about a while back. We were talking about fear and the fear of death and so on. And because uh, and, and I was sharing my uh, my observation with her uh, just on this exact topic. Because I, I told her uh, fast you know fast forward say um, a year later fast forward in 2021 and Texas at that point Governor Abbott got uh, got rid of the man, uh, the mask mandate like hey go about there's no need to wear and so on. And I and I know much more liberal and progressive people than conservatives. So understandably, even online, they were all freaking out. Oh, yeah. They were all they were all angry. Whatever. Most definitely. And I made a post, and I didn't do it intentionally to piss people off, even though I knew it would. <laughs> but it was actually more of a more of a thought experiment for myself because I because at that point because by that point I was really looking at a lot of the psychology behind it, and it, it actually and, and I'll go back in a second how it ties into mass psychosis. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, I'll excuse me. I'll return back how it you know goes I into love mass psychosis. I, <laughs> I, you know I love Target. It's, 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 it's such it's such an interesting topic, man. So I, I want to see your I want to yeah. see your purview on it. Go ahead. So, uh, so anyway, fast forward uh, 2021. Uh, Greg Abbott he gets rid of the mass mandate in Texas. Everyone's you know, um, well not everyone obviously, but plenty of people are just uh, they're irritated, they're angry, and so on. Florida did and, too around that time as well, didn't they? No, they did earlier. Yeah, well, they did it. Well, the mask wise, Florida and Texas were rock stars around yeah, that time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because Florida. Well, first of all, Florida never shut down. Period. Oh but, yeah, no, but, no, they did. But the yeah, their mask. I don't remember when they got rid of the, their mask mandate, but I know it's. I know it was at the end of somewhere in the fall of 2020, somewhere around there. But they never closed. But they never yeah, shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. That was never their only city that never shut down. That was that was, that was the cool thing about it. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, everyone's freaking out about the mask mandate, and I make a post saying. Uh, hey guys, nobody's stopping you from wearing the mask. Like you can go in, still wear it. You're not gonna go into a restaurant and then be told like and, and be barred entry from, because you're wearing a mask. That's just not gonna happen. So I was basically letting people know like, hey, despite what Eric, what the governor's saying, and so on, you can still wear it because what I was trying to uh, invoke the idea I was trying to convey was, hey, you still have you're only in control of what you're capable of doing. And yeah, because of that, at that point, even in the middle of 2020, you know, when I got rid of my mask, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I still had to go to the grocery store and so on, but I was only going in, I was going in the very late hours of the day when no yeah, one was there. Same. Same thing with the movie theaters. When the movie theaters started to open back up, yeah, I was jumping, I, I love the movies. I, I love going to cinema. Yep. So yeah, I started, same. but I was also being smart about it because, hey, I wasn't naive, like, hey, there is a virus out there. Not as serious as people think. But uh, obviously, there there's something out there that's being spread around. So of course, understandably, I was being taking precautions, practical precautions. Yeah. But I was still enjoying my life. I was still going to the park. I was still going to the grocery store, get my stuff, take my time. Um, uh, really taking my time, not just going in and rushing out like most people. I was actually taking my time, like how I usually do at the grocery store. <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, but even the movie theaters, you know, yeah, I would go in the very early of the day or later, at, or at the last few showings at night during the weekday when nobody's usually there. And yeah, I had a whole place to myself. It was awesome. 
And uh, yeah, so I was I was still enjoying my life, you know. And, and um, you know, was it like in 2021? That's when, or at least maybe, or perhaps a little before that. That's when film productions uh, around the country started to pop back up. You know, in 2021, I went I went to Austin, did a few projects. Uh, they did require the mask for the staff, uh, or for the production team. But of course, when we were, but me and the rest of the stunt guys, uh, even my a good friend of mine who's the stunt corner of that project. We were, we were all talking about it. we were all do like this is, this is complete bullshit this is so stupid <laughs> like well we're gonna close proximity like and they're not gonna make a movie with a mask on like clearly this is ridiculous like not only that but on the project itself we um cause that was just a one day project at least or at least for me and the rest of the guys the stunt team that got hired just for that day it was just a one day project for us and uh, so of course understandably they would want us to do a, a test like hey make sure you're safe and so on okay fine we did that cooperated and of course none of us had anything go to the, go to, go out there for the day they still ask us to wear the mask. We're like, why? Like, we're we're clean, dude, and we're only here for the day, and we're not going anywhere else. <laughs> like, like, calm down. Right. So, um, but yeah, so it, yeah, so when I made that post uh, about uh, about uh, you know, hey, like, you can still wear your mask and so on, you know, a, a few people, this one girl specifically that I knew, immediately like blew up on, on my post because <laughs> and and, um, and here's the interesting thing about the mass psychosis where it ties back into that because I was um, and it, and it kind of ties into the into the fear of death or just fear and period that my mother and I were talking about where it was uh, and that's because uh, that was the the absolute observation I made in 2021 or 2020 was that nobody has ever been nobody has ever been challenged or even pondered the idea of death no one ever has that's what I saw no nobody uh, everyone was freaking out about it hey understandably hey even me I don't yeah. want to die today obviously yeah. but I'm not oblivious that it's not going to happen either Like, and, and, and it's foolish of me to even try to prevent it it really is so, uh, so, and, and so and so it's the idea like hey I'm still gonna I'm not dying I'm still gonna live my life and it's still gonna happen the way I, I wanna live it and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and understandably so but everyone else they were so freaked out, freaked out that they had to be told what to do they had to be told because uh, and so that girl that was blown up on my post when I made that just a simple practical post like hey you can still wear your mask I'm not being a dick about it you can still wear it and she's blown up because because it, it, by that point I had realized even before she said anything was um, it was the idea that and it, and it was actually the idea that that girl threw at me was like if you're against the uh, mask uh, you're, if you're against the masks then you want people to die and and, so, and I completely ref- and, I, and I totally beat her on that because it was something like well at first I was mocking her because it's like hey sorry I'm not mentioning your sense of self righteousness <laughs> but but that but it really goes went into further of a of a of a fallacy of virtue which began with pride and well well really which originated with fear of what happened the worry it went into the and that uh, into the symbolism of the mask of it's such a virtuous thing which was also being spouted by the left-wing media and that's the, and that was the ultimate thing why i never liked the mask ever because hey the first because again the, in the beginning was like hey it's not practical it's no, it's no it's useless i'm not gonna wear it uh so i got rid of it so i discarded it but then as time went on especially in the end of 2020 it became this Symbolism of righteousness, and that's when I immediately hated that. Let me let me point to something you touched on real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because this this is actually something that it, it kind of comes off of the last podcast that I made about the false doctrine in the church, and about this kind of false ideology. It's a major failure of the church, and you point out on it exactly. And you're one of the very first people that I've heard say it like that. It's 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 badass. Um, <laughs> I drink and I know things. Right. So. <laughs> Like it's you know, notice how you put on the fear, right? 
and how people right. were using the virtue of them having a mask and, and doing the mask, you know, and uh, and following the mandates and following the rules, you know, uh, uh, staying within the lines. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We talked and we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, I remember how I, we said we had wished we had recorded that one that we had that one night at the bar, uh, and but, I, I was talking about the, the magnum opus. Right, <laughs> no right, one will ever right, know about right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I was talking about I was talking about the fear trap. About it's, yeah. the, it's that basic trap that they use. Uh, like anybody can do it. You can create a trap just using just the natural landscape, right? And where you create a uh, with nature, you create a bottleneck. You use it to catch like wild boars, just about anything, rabbits, whatever. And you and then you you stand at one end, and then you kind of uh, uh, bear grills. I swear he did a he did an example of how to do this in real time. It was badass. I think know? I've seen that one too. Yes. Yeah, it, it was sounds cool. familiar. You know, he he he, well, he used like the brush, and he's got twigs and tied stuff together, and made it to where the animal had no choice but to go straight through this way. And then when the animal got to yeah. clear of it, he would get on the other side, and it's usually like a, like a pull string or whatever. So as soon as it got on the other end, some catch it, snatch it, and then be trapped yeah, in yeah, it. That's it. And all you have to do is just stand behind it. Scare the kid could make a trap like this, right? You know, which is interesting that a kid can make a trap like that. And kids do make traps like this naturally. That's how they they, they oh, yeah. can they can trap you into guilt. You know, like hey, you and said it, you were gonna take me to Disney World, and you don't take them to Disney World. Know, and it's, can, it's funny because I, I done that. A kid can have you by the balls for a whole year just just off of something as simple as that, you and then you get them all kinds of shit because you feel bad because you know. You sound like you speak from experience. Right, right. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yes. No, it's funny because I've, I've done that to my own parents, and yeah. but, but it's also a funny thing to see my, in my nephews because you know I got I've got. Uh, at least half a dozen nephews, all different. Like at least you see like three different generations in their mm -hmm. age groups. Yeah. And you see even the young ones doing that to, to the older ones, and the older ones at times they fall for it, but also they're they're like, get out, go away, kid, you bother me. <laughs> like, get out. So, in that in that walk, the only way out of it is bravery, right? It's like it's like the bully the bully thing. It's like the bully can right. can get you and say, hey man, you owe me lunch money every doggone day for the rest of your life just because he gave you one shiner one day. Right? Right. And what stops that situation? And, we, and that's the situation that we're in right now with the government. You know, that kind of like, like, you know, like, a, like he showed up as the knight in shining armor in the beginning and then became the abusive boyfriend and we don't really know how it happened kind right. of story. Well, the, those of us who follow truth, we know how it happened. It's because it's what she said with the chick losing her shit about the mask. It points right. to a weakness in society. It points to... Uh, a loss of what we used to have during like the Boston Tea Party or when Christians right. used to like stand up. I, I watched this one thing, I don't know if it was Johnny Harris or, or somebody else where they, they said it, it was doing the, the background of what was his name? Um, of George Washington mm. and about how he, he grew up in a time where they had slaves. It wasn't like he just like came into it like I got my fucking slaves. No, like right. he was like he was born into it. Like by the age of ten, he had already like acquired through like parents died and stuff like that. Like four or five slaves. Like like he was just they they were his because of you know the way he was born. Right. And it just the more the whole damn thing went on, the more it just became morally repugnant. And he knew better because he studied his word and he stayed in his Bible and. And stuff like that. So over time, he was just like, you know what? Like, I, I'm against this. I have to be against this. And he started, like, doing things on his own. Mm -hmm. Where, because that, that's what you do. You know, like, the right. kid, you know, the first time you, you, you come in contact with malevolence, 
you, two people, they, they, there's only two reactions. You either run from it, you know, like the right. dog that coins you, you know, like you either run from him or you pick a rock, you say, all right, man, let's go, and you, you know, yeah, you fight, and, yeah. and, and you fight it. And if you don't fight it, there are extreme consequences to that. And so what we're living in right now is basically a, a giant example of what happens when a large mass of people become extremely weak to the point to where they run from everything. And the powers that be have created a system to where everyone is conditioned to run to them. And, and, and yeah, and that, uh, yeah, well, that, and that goes into a variety of things. That's where serving them two masters, a lot of stuff. Well, know, yeah, it kind of goes into putting science over God. I mean, you could you could make a million sermons well, yeah, off yeah. of that just in that. Oh itself. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, it's it's in a, in a nutshell, it's the idea that the government can take care of you, which is funny enough, uh, a very the Bible talks against that, of course. Well, no, well, no, the Bible does, of course, but it's also a very it's basically communist in a nutshell. It's like, hey, the, uh, give the power to the government, a central government that will, mm. uh, will basically just control everything, really, in a nutshell. But that's what, uh, and let's say that, and that's what a lot, because what we're talking about, of course, it, it would understandably irritate a lot of people, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> I remember, but uh, I remember in the church because because yeah. it will irritate people. But this is how bad it is. I remember I was in a church. This was recent. I was in a church and I was talking about food issues. Now this is. Old church would never say this, right? Ever. This is just like 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 the eighties and nineties church would never say some shit like this. But I was sitting in this church and I was telling them about food. I said, like, yeah, yeah. But I work at a pizza place, so like my kids, she always eats. You know, we do some ramen every now and then, but stuff like that. But you know, and this was a while back. But ain't nothing wrong with ramen. My kid, we eat fruits. I mean, like I mix up her feel, you know, meals all the time, but. It was what she said that pissed me off and kind of like, it just hit me where she was like, you know, you just go like, go do like the government programs, do the food stamps oh, and stuff yeah, like the that. Stamps, yeah. And like, you're a single dad and this should grab another chick and like, like two or three, like girl. And these are like, they were trying to, these are to, leaders of the church. To encourage the idea that you can do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like to go, like go to the government and da, 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 you know, and use, use the benefits and stuff like that. Like. Mind you, I was already doing the stuff I needed to do. I was already working. I was already handling my yeah, shit. Yeah, you already have a roof over your house and, and for your kids. And house for my kids and, and stuff yeah, like it, that. But it's like, why not go to, yeah. like, not, her first reaction was not trusting God, not pray, not, hey, we got members of the church. Da, 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 we could, da, da. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see or, what I'm saying? Right, like, or, we, we can read direct, or we can direct you somewhere. Hey, like, maybe you can get an extra free mail here and there or something. I posted Nothing this like the that. other yeah. day. Because, like you, know, like you said, the, the, the far reaches of fear. I posted this other day about how um, the church was meant to be a community outreach program. It was yeah. not meant to be a rehabilitation center or a rehabilitation program. And that's what it's become. It's become something to where it's all about me and getting myself clean and getting myself perfect and getting myself right with God and that's not and, and, what and, it's and, about and, that, and that's what yeah yeah that's the, the, you're missing the entire point of Christianity at that point but that's, what, but that's also what makes it really funny to me it's like oh I'm just trying to be perfect what is perfect but what are you talking, what are you talking about who are you do you know what you're trying not to be at this point no, but, who are you sucker <laughs> who are you sucker but uh, but uh, see well, I mean well, we're, we're kind of going off in a few different directions but no but no, so, but, mean, so, but it's no, the no, same place no no though. yeah no it's, it's the same place it's the same idea of like what the, the ideas of fear and, and truth so so when I say when, when uh, people will get irritated about uh, what we're saying it's basically the idea of like well is that famous Pontius Pilate uh, line well what is truth 
Right. And, that, that, and that's one of the things I, I strongly dislike, very strongly dislike, if not detest, the New Age group of thought uh, and the... Ugh. Yeah. And the ideologies around transgenderism. It's not, it's not that I have anything against the individuals themselves. It's definitely not that. Uh-huh. But it's the ideas behind it that correlate with, with New Age. Now, and, and I'm not trying to say, uh, oh, you're transgender and you're a New Age advocate. It's nothing like that at all. But no, still, no, but, no. but it's the, the it's a relative. Um, how do I say? It's the it's a more a relativism idea behind it that uh, that showcases that well, uh, you can create uh, an experience of life uh, of yourself out of your own imagination mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, everything's, everything's in your control and so on. And, and like, you know, and, and uh, I mean, there's so much more to it and one that absolute... My listeners are familiar and, I mean, and, with that and, and, I, and, I talk about the do as thou wilt doctrine. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, the funny thing, and, and the funny thing is one of my nephews, the eldest one, he was actually falling for the new age group. Oh, yeah. And then, so when I heard that, and like, I, I mean... It, it, it's something. It's like I I I'd rather him st- uh, be interest be interested in the Quran than that. You know, <laughs> let me put it that way. Let me put it that way. So it's it, harsh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it is harsh, but no, it is harsh. But even though, yeah, but well, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Quran. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say anything bad about that. No, but but yeah, I'm not trying to say anything bad about the Quran. But it's more of like. Hey, like, yeah, uh, but, but, at least, right. but at least the Quran, as well as any other religion, including well, at least Christianity specifically as well, they, they actually uh, do follow uh, uh, the how to say they, well, the, the, the idea I'm trying to get to is that they understand that there's an absolute truth in the world. There's an absolute yeah, good yeah, evil, yeah, no, definitely, and definitely. the New Age group, the new, the new Age religion, neglects all that and neglects truth. It narrows they, down they, they good and good. They, and, and, yeah, you can create your own version of good and evil, and that and um, so, yeah, so, my nef- so my nephew, so my nephew. So my nephew argued, and he he literally said this, and, and that's, that's where I really realized this is a problem, and I and I really was concerned about him, because it wasn't me like trying to, how to say, it wasn't me like trying to tell him how to live his life or yeah. you're right or wrong. It was more, it was really more, I was I was I was forcing him to challenge the idea itself within within him by trying to defend it from my own questions. That's another topic so, of too. So so that, that's what that's what what I was really trying to do. So when he and he and one of the things he uh, threw at me was. Well, it's the it's the because because you know I saw you know he's got a few like tapestries and so on and they hung up on his wall and you know they're all you know pretty cool looking I'm not gonna lie, but so I immediately I questioned like are you practicing Hinduism that's what it looks like he said no and he described a little more and then I immediately knew like oh my god he, you know he's falling for the new age group, so because because his exact words was like it's the ne- it's the uh, evolution it's the next evolution from Christianity and I mean the like dude you're totally messing <laughs> up here. <laughs> and because yeah. it was basically the idea, like, hey, like, um, you're neglecting God and not instead putting God in the center uh, of the world, if not the universe. And by well, I'm not trying to say well, it's not the it's the idea of neglecting God as the center of the universe, but also the uh, the center of the world, which is to say, to neglect him from the center of your world, uh, which is to say, because because uh, people ask, well, what is God and so on. One of the most simplest most practical uh, answers to that is well that he is uh, God is is truth the most highest good that you can you can, you can go for it, in a sense even if you don't believe in a God even if yeah. you don't believe in heaven at least but everyone understands the symbolism of creating a ladder to heaven which is the uh, uh, creating a ladder to, to the higher to, to well, not only to, to the good but to strive for the good that's really the idea of it yeah. so when you neglect all that when you uh, dispose of it and Put yourself in the center of it. Like that it, like creation comes from you and you, and your own experience and your uh, how to say your own uh, um, well, really your own thoughts of it. Uh, really, 
Uh, well, how did, uh, and with nothing to back that on, because you neglect absolute good and evil, and um, and you're just describing yourself. Well, yeah, at that point you're uh, trying to uh, change creation in itself. At, at that point, so uh, by right. making yourself the center of it. So I was made that known to my nephew, and because and because even another thing he tried to throw in, and this is where I tie in the transgenderism with the New Age, because um, whether they whether they're because uh, this is the part where they're absolutely parallel to an ideology where. Is the idea of which is the punches term I said, where what is truth? Everyone says, well, everyone has their own truth. The truth is, no, everyone has their own version of the truth, and so on. You know, you know, there's there's no such thing as truth. So then, my question to that, and I questioned this on my nephew, and this is where it actually made him think. Well, so I mean, if the over if the over hierarchy rule um, unanimously that everyone has their own truth, then how do you know that is true? In, in the end, um, how do you know that overall rule is true in the end? Because uh, 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 at a point, because uh, because when, uh, when I questioned that, he immediately realized, well, if that's if that is untrue, then it means it's wrong, which yeah. means there is an abs- uh, which means there is a good um, a good thing in a bad way or or right from wrong as well. Yes, people so, don't want to believe that there's an absolute. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so so that, yeah. and, and he and I made him think that, uh, uh, and I didn't tell him to think that. I, I just immediately questioned, like I was, because because you know you know he's a smart kid. He's a very very smart kid. And it wasn't me berating him or anything. He's a really smart kid. Like we were, it was like a tick to tap. We were actually going back and forth for like a solid two hours. And uh, but yeah, that, that's immediately where I, I turned the tide on him. I told him like, well, if, if the overall idea is everyone has their own truth, then how do you know that's true? You know, uh, and, uh, so it's a self-defeating term, which means that it's not concrete, which means it's not uh, a universally true um, to work into the universe or at least into the world. Period, into your own life. And if it uh, and if it doesn't work, or sorry, if it is, if it's not true, that mean, which means it's false. And if it's false, that means it's a, it's a lie, which means that it's uh, it's untrue in the end. And and the second thing, sorry, no, uh, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. The, the one final thing I'm gonna put on the new, new age um, thought, which is I, which is really really funny to me because because <laughs> I, I wish I said this to my nephew at that time, which would have been like the ultimate headbanger, <laughs> but I didn't think of it at the time until like two weeks later because I was because because that conversation was definitely on my mind off and on afterwards. Oh, yeah. Because um, you know, because you know, I, I look at these things, man. I, I look at Hinduism, I look at New Age, I look at Christianity, and so you know, I, I really do look at and, and read them and study as much as I can to understand them. And and the, when everything I, I learned about the New Age, I kept thinking, like, why do I? How, why? I know I feel like I've heard this whole story before. I just kept mm-hmm. pinpointing it. And so, like two weeks later, after I taught my nephew, it, it literally dropped in my lap. I was and I, I basically blew my own mind. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's because the, the the entire ideology of the New Age group, it's the Exact, very idea, in Genesis uh, three chapter uh, chapter three verse one, where the certain it's the very idea itself that the serpent used to convince Eve to eat the forbidden fruit. Yep. it's the very very idea in itself. <laughs> and and so some so you know so yeah so, so understandably some people will, will ask me well how's that connected like, where's that, and well, just to give a a review of that story you know it's you know God you know he creates Adam no, the Garden of Eden he creates Adam. And of course, and realizes Adam needs a companion. Makes you know, takes a rib out of him put, uh, from a deep sleep. Crazy, yeah. crazy, you know, in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Good. So, and um, and one of the, uh, one of the many. I mean, it's there's so many things I love about the Genesis story. There's so many, like so many. It's never ending. I don't even know why people try to go far past it. it you could just, you could. You could spend an entire year just on that on story just alone. Genesis, just on that story alone. On dude. Just Genesis. But yeah, so like, yeah. so anyway, so the so in the story, of course, you know, which the part that everyone is familiar with, that hey, the serpent comes up, talks to Eve, uh, to Eve and basically convinces her to eat the forbidden fruit that God deemed to you know not to do. And the uh, overall, uh, just to 
just kind of give it a, a simplicity. It's the overall character traits of that story. Just for the people that are listening, it's uh, the, the idea of the serpent or snake is basically the the uh, character trait of a, uh, of a traitor. So basically, that's where like, oh, you're snakes, and that's a, I mean, it's it's the very same idea. So the, the serpent traitor, which is some people try to correlate, which could be true, I, I think, to Lucifer, at least to the fallen angel, or at least, and if not Lucifer, for, and if not Lucifer to himself, but at least a, a, a much more malevolent evil presence, in, in a sense. But anyway, uh, the serpent traitor, he doesn't necessarily lie to Eve. He, he, really, he really doesn't. He actually doesn't lie. That's, no. that's, that's the strange thing about it. But he misrepresents what is told. So, so, he, mis, so he misrepresents what Eve learned with the truth by uh, to convince her uh, that uh, to, to eat the apple and one of the questions I thought was well one what what did the serpent appeal to her to, to and it was just the idea like to have more that's really it yeah and it wasn't just to have more but it's also to like hey like you'll be as equal um, to God mm-hmm. not, not in, in the sense of like you can have the sight of God to see good and evil to see what God sees I mean that's really what the idea of, of, of that is to, to, to a certain degree so and and it, and it was such, so it was, uh, so he, he that's really what it is. He represents the idea like that you can be like God yourself, and that's where and that's the very idea of what the New Age doctrine um, yeah. tries to. That's what it preaches. Uh, that's what it preaches. It because because it, it, it uses it, it uses a, and that's where even my nephew even said it was like oh it's it's the next evolution of from Christianity, which is to say like because uh, even what he was saying what he was trying to refute me on, even, there were certain parts that he actually was pretty good and solid on like some truthful in it but it was a misrepresentation that and that was yeah. the exact problem in as well in that story that i just said in genesis it's exactly in the new age it's a misrepresentation of absolute truth um, yeah. uh, of the good to to make you real to make you think that or, or at least to to create that you can have your own version of good and evil in, in your life as and going forward with creation and which literally not only breeds nihilism but it yes. but it creates narcissistic traits yes. as well. Yes. So yes, uh, 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 yes. And, the, and the crazy thing yeah. is, and you see this. A lot mm-hmm. of people see this. That's the reason why so many people don't go to church, is because that same doctrine of narcissism and nihilism is preached in the church. It's just that the way that they do it is very 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 low yeah. key. And so what it, what they do is is they use. They use like Job in the story of Job in a backwards kind of way. They use like tithing and how, uh, you know, the more you give and the more you give to the oh, system. Oh, oh yeah, the, the more, more you give, give, the more you receive. Yeah, the more you receive. Yeah, yeah, the more you yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a play on the misrepresentation. It's a, it's a play on the misrepresentation of tithing, which is because the idea from it from the Bible is basically recognizing that uh, you had this chance or this opportunity. Uh, from God, and so people, so and you and I ask, well, what does that mean? Like, you know, what does it mean to give back to God? It's basically, um, how do I say? It's, it's a recognition that not only of you as a person, but but of the gifts that you have, that were granted to you, oh, and not and not granted, but that were instilled with you. That's a actually that's a much more better way, but oh, yeah. that were instilled within you, mm-hmm. and and to strive for the good, and and of course, uh, it, and it's uh, important to have that reflection because. Well, again, you know, well, what is God? Well, that's um, well, what is the um, the Son, the Man, the Holy Spirit? In a sense, it's well, it's um, uh, the embodiment of, of of good in itself. Let's go and, back to the snake for a second. But yeah, go ahead. Let's go back to the snake for a second. 
because uh, the snake, which you brought about, you know, about the traitor and stuff like that. Everything about God is is teaching and and foreshadowing and prof and prophetic. Like everything about how he moves, how he acts, Jesus himself. Everything Jesus said was prophetic. Even you know the thing like I, I said in my last podcast about uh, about uh, about there will always be the poor. You know, uh, he wasn't saying it as though like like as a matter of fact thing that would always be the poor. Is because he was saying it because he knew that we in mass would never do anything about it. And so uh, he was looking down into the future. And so the same thing happens in the Garden of Eden when God punishes the snake. Remember, he punishes the snake with what? Now the, the snake that he was punishing. Between, it doesn't necessarily say that the serpent was Lucifer or the yeah, Lucifer yeah, 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 that, that, that. yeah, that's incredible. It doesn't, it doesn't, it. It doesn't say who yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, say yeah. If, if Lucifer sent it or what. It doesn't yeah, say who it was. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah that, that's what's so incredible. That's but what, when that's, you that's read it, yeah. you know that, it, that that punishment was directed towards Lucifer. You know that it was. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not, it's not, it's not def definitive, it's a, but the punishment was for the snake. Now... If the punishment was for the snake, look at how the snake was punished. It had its arms and its legs removed. Right. Yeah, it crawled crawl on its belly to find food on the ground or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if that was, like, you have to remember, we're all sons of God. Even the angels are sons of God. So, if that was a message sent from your father, who do you think that that message was towards? Oh, yeah. Well, 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 right. not, well, not just to one person, but to it was towards, but, it was, but, but, but but to many. It was towards Lucifer for himself because right. the snake represents the serpent, represents the dragon, represents a lot of stuff. Right. But it means that you are you are a disarmed and defeated foe. It was it was referring to his end because it refers like everything about God right. is, is referring to the end because he's the only one that knows the end. He's the right. Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Well, that's true. He yeah. knows how everything begins and how everything ends. And so all he was doing was he was saying, you know what, you got me here, we knew this was going to happen, and boom, good on you. You took one, but this right. is your end. Disarmed right. and defeated. Right. You know, and so, and the, and the cool thing is that the only person who would get that reference would be Lucifer himself. Mm -hmm. The only one. Because, you know, the intelligence and stuff like that, it goes to what we were talking about, about the intelligence of the fallen and... and, and Done. Well, yeah, that was, a, that, that was the one podcast we didn't record. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, that that, that one, would have been a good one. That, yeah, that was, that was a really good one. Yeah, we, that been, we could have labeled that one like Angels and Demons or something. It would have been a good, oh, been a good one. But, uh, but, but we, yeah, we got, we got another, you know, yeah. another opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some other day. But, uh, but so now bringing it all the way back to COVID because, you know, we, we were really we were really exploring this uh, theolo theological idea. Oh, fear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it, it began with fear and it evolved in the truth, which is which kind of goes into... What we just said, like, um, using transgenderism and and well, technically the New Age as an example, and of course Would how it ties into the, the Bible. The opposite of the truth, I mean, or, or close to it. I would uh, say. Uh, that's a good question. I'm I'm not sure. I haven't thought about that one, but um, I do because know because it seems but, like it. But I do know. You know. Well. Hmm. In reality. No, I no, IRL. no. I would say fear is a weapon against truth. That's what I would say. Fear is a weapon right, against right, truth. Right, 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 right. That, that would be, a, I think that, that would be, that's, a, much a, that's a much more accurate way. Because, uh, uh, here's a quote uh, for uh, for the listeners. Fear hinders faith with the illusion that everything is in your control. Yeah. And, uh, and that, so that's where it ties back into COVID, where, uh, uh, you know, uh, which uh, began this uh, conversation was, well, hey, uh, uh, all these, my personal observation was everyone you know, being afraid and so on, which, again, understandably, there's a virus, 
we all had elderly people in our in our families that we loved and cared about. Um, maybe you were elderly yourself and, and you got through it. Uh, so it's um, so it is unfortunate how that happened. It, it is uh, truly sad. But yeah. no, one of the things uh, that again that came about it uh, is how to say we were even myself we were questioning the, the, the virus itself, the logistics of it, and it turned out to not as be as insanely dangerous as people uh, paid it to be because again like you look at the riots that happened in 2020 all uh, all the um, all the protesting and so on and you never heard a wink of COVID at that point no and then uh, and of course you also have the idea and of course the understanding that one of the ideas was like well hey like because well now we know that the, that there is an age uh, how to say um, a, a much more age group that's much more uh, um, susceptible to it which is not yeah. the, the early age and we learned yeah. that Sadly, the hard way in, in, in New York, uh, when they put all the, all the sick people, they missed the sick uh, people with the elderly, and so many of them passed away, uh, very sadly. So and they tried to cover that up for a good minute. Oh yeah, they did. No, they did. They tried to cover up. But it, but what I'm trying to say here is not the logistics. Well, not sorry, not the logistics, but the optics of what happened. But it's more the the psycho, the mass psychosis of it, because uh, was well, psychosis induced psychosis in a sense is um, uh, a never a reoccurring amounts of fear with. With the pauses of peace in between, oh, yeah. to 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 prepare for the not only to, to prepare the brain for itself, but to keep it in a susceptible and dependency stage. Yeah. And, and and so that's where when COVID happened, and also and, and I'm very happy uh, with um, well, uh, one of the things that of course Trump or even Joe Biden himself well won't acknowledge, uh, but Trump really did. Um, uh, really brought those uh, vaccines very quickly. I'm, I'm very glad he did that. You know, it really did help help out a lot. Even though, like, uh, th- doesn't matter whether you, whether you like him or hate him. Like Trump actually brought the virus, uh, brought in the, the vaccines, and then of course when when uh, Kamala and, and uh, Joe Biden took the office, and then they said, well, there was, well, we, we got in, there were no vaccines. There, were, there was nothing. Okay, well, where's your evidence? And then they never showed it. And also the joke that I was making, like, well, what do you expect them to keep it, like, in the White House? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. but, uh, yeah. But, but, yeah, like, no one, but, yeah, because everyone was, at, but, and there was no evidence that there was a lack of uh, vaccines because everyone was still getting it at that time. Like, no one was being barred from them. Like, so, so even that narrative uh, fell, fell down very quickly. So, so, so yeah, so it was, and, but also, but it was the observation that, again, that my uh, friend and I had, and he was the one that really nailed the idea really quickly in the summer of 2020, because you know he and I were watching what was going on, and we both realized it was uh, it was an, an, an it was not only fear but also an induced fear, which is why I say it's a, it was an induced psychosis, but also but he really nailed it where he was, where his observation was like no it's it's the fear of the unknown which is to say it's the fear of death because yeah. no one's been challenged by it, no. and that's what I said at the very beginning of, of this of this episode because he was absolutely right because everyone yeah. well and, and again understandably you know hey like. Who want, nobody wants to die, but uh, but we all know it's going to happen. So so then the question to that is, well, how do you how do I say how do you compromise that going forward? And so that's where it kind of, and that's where it kind of, well now I'm bringing theology back into this conservation. Yeah. Uh, that's where um, so, well this use Christianity for example. That's where it totally uh, it works with that. Where how to say um I, I you know I'm going to die one day. How do I live through? How do I go through my life? Uh, with that idea, and because some most people, and even me when I was younger, I thought, well, well, hey, screw it, I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. But uh, but and even though I, I even I personally did that, uh, it was still unsatisfying. So uh, yeah. until you until you realize uh, life goes beyond yourself, and not just beyond your death, but even beyond you while you're still living. Yeah. While you're still living in this life, 
So when you switch it into that uh, mind frame, then you think about uh, to a certain what well, it, well, it is inevitable that you get to the to the point after that is. Uh, well, if you go down that line of thinking. Well, that's true, yeah. It, Only it, if well, you well, go yeah, down yeah, that Well, actually, that's true, yeah, yeah. Like, don't, actually, get, don't get people's hopes up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, that's true. It's not, yeah, it's not like some uh, random... <laughs> it's not like some revolution... It's not some revolutionary idea that just suddenly yeah, hits if you. If you don't ever question shit or ever even yeah, yeah, yeah. think in that line yeah, that's of thinking, true, yeah. you will never get there. I don't care how holy, how much you read, how much you pray. Yeah, yeah if, if you actually don't uh, think of it and embody it, you're never going to get it. You'll never get there. Yeah, that's... Yeah, good call. <laughs> but because uh, inevitably, yeah, the, after that, you realize, well, uh, well, uh, you want to try and make your life better or be uh, or try to be good. Yes. Which is well, which I say a better way to say of well, a better way of, of saying I want to be good. At, a better way to say is uh, to strive for the good, which uh, which is to say like there's things that you ought to do, well, uh, to have you have uh, perhaps even have the moral responsibility to strive for the good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and I'll, I'll just stop it right there, but uh, and, and also um, um, how do I say this? Uh, no, you're driving a solid point. I'll, I'll let you go. I know. <laughs> and I'm, uh, my 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 runs a mile a minute, and I don't have a drink to slow down. <laughs> no, dude, that, was, that, was, that was that was good. But stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, how, well, I mean that well, that, well that's basically that the final thought really is that the strive. So. Going back to COVID again, uh, to bring that idea back to COVID, which is why, when I when it happened, um, at least for me personally, I can, you know I can only speak for myself really, to a certain degree. Um, it never really scared me, it really, and it really never did. It never bothered me, never scared me. See, Understandably, I was practical about my uh, my distance to people, obviously. Remember something. But uh, yeah, what? I want to see if you remember something. Do you remember those videos of France around those, around that time when they had their serious lockdowns? And then they were people were singing on the on their balconies. I do remember that actually. Yeah. That was nice. Like, see, I didn't was, I didn't want to buy into all the COVID hype, so I was that always was... looking for like the really really great stories because that was a very depressing time. Yeah, it was depressing. And, yeah, and there was a lot of good that happened during that. You know, see, this is the thing that I've I've learned about oppressive regimes and about about fear is that the same thing with the bully. It it, it only lasts for so long. It does. You know, that was the reason why, uh, I think Lucifer figured this out, about, about, see, this is the fear, the fear. This is the, the reason why uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, love, I love that you brought up the idea of the fear, because it's a tactic that's always used. It was always used, it will always be used. Because right. when you use fear, you can control a narrative. You can control the direction in which people go. You can control, it's used in the church right now. The fear of, of I, I, I talked about this uh, when I did a live on, on, on Instagram. I wished I had recorded it and put it on here because uh, it was flawless when I did it and, and I'm trying to get it right now. But um, you, see, you see with the church, like it starts at a certain point where, you know, like, like I learned this from the piece of business. You know, there are so many people that live within a square mile. The Apostle Paul, he learned this. Which is why he would go, he would start his church and he'd bounce to the next spot. And he'd bounce to the next spot. And he'd bounce mm -hmm. to the next spot. He was trying to cover as much space right. to deliver as much of the gospel as he possibly could. Right. And they could never get him to go back to the church because his mind was always on the mission. His mission was, 
I need to get over here. Yeah, his mission wasn't to stay and in one place. He, he, had to, he had to keep going. And even when he was sending the message, the letters to them, he was always like seemed slightly frustrated because he was like, "Y'all guys are, you guys are constantly like like bickering over the milk of the word and stuff like that." And this is, I think, and, where Lucifer figured out something and, very interesting and, that he could do to the church. Go, well, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just gonna add in. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna add in because that's that's that is a brilliant observation because that to because in some degree that is happening right now. Yes. And when we say church, or at least I know mm-hmm. I know for a fact when you say church. I know you mean the Protestant churches because that, that, yes. that is because that's definitely <laughs> yeah. what, that's definitely a huge problem. Of, uh, I love that you could tell the difference in which one I no, mean. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's because uh, I don't mean the Church of God. The Church of God is always going to be strong. It's always going to be strong. Yeah, it always he, will. He and, will and, and, raise up, and that, and that even do, and that does go even to the Protestants yeah. themselves when they actually do it right. But uh, but even but that's why it's always going to be the Protestants church to a degree that always messes up first because they try to. To, into into credit to them, they try to uh, bridge the narrative with the material world going forward. No problem with that at all, because they're trying to figure out, well, hey, how to live forward uh, 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 with the Word of God, which is where where I, I say existentialism um, personally, because you're because that's literally the embodiment of it going forward. I mean, you're you're, you're living, you're actually living what you're saying, yes. and that's when that's why I really love the idea of existentialism, because it's uh, if you want, if you ever want to know anyone. So, has any integrity? Look at what they're saying. Look what they're doing, because people will always do what they believe to, um, um, to be true in the end. So, what they're saying and what they're doing is synopsis, like together. They have integrity, and you can actually trust that person. So, how do you weaponize fear, though? How do you weaponize it? By uh, well, separating. Uh, in a nutshell, basically separating uh, uh, the spirit from the mind. Or, or, or the control of information, right? And the control of information, because well, that's, well, no, 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 that's a tool of it. Yeah, that's that's a major tool. That's of, a major of tool. Fear, yeah. is the control of information. Uh, pedophiles do it. Uh, uh, you know, like the control of information of what the parents know. The control of information of what the kid knows about the act. The control of information of of, that, of the severity of the problem of, of how bad it is what, to the child and, as opposed to what they're doing and to that, themselves. And, that, and, that's, yeah. and that's also why a lot of parents, and I'm really glad they are taking their kids out of the public uh, school because a lot of public schools, thankfully not all of them, uh, thankfully not the one I grew up in for sure because right, right, right. that uh, that would actually bug me. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, a lot of public schools, especially because it's always the younger ones, it's always the elementary ones that they are trying to induce pride. They, they are trying to induce... Um, the transition in my audiology like there's distrusting con- your parents yeah, yeah, yeah. all kinds yeah, of yeah there's constant uh, reports of uh, like don't tell this to your parents or don't distrust them there's yeah. so many of those things yeah and uh, the yeah. control of information and, and that's uh, how yeah, they weaponize it and it's not just yeah it's, it's the controlling information and distrusting the, the um, not only distrusting the parents but distrust or it's um, trying to it's put a crack in, in the nuclear family and within itself the family unit in itself uh, you're down, and of course, when I, I could say like, where you're indoctrinating the children into that, mm-hmm. and of course, some people who, obviously, I mean, this is the biggest give, uh, dead giveaway that no yeah. one's read the Bible when they say, well, 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 religion is indoctrination. How do you say about that? Well, yeah, you're not lying, uh, but that is an indoctrination. In fact, a parent raising their kid to like, hey, be nice, don't steal the toy from another kid. That's indoctrination. So, uh, yeah, it, it's all uh, relative to in that term of the indoctrination. The only real question is. What is, uh, what is more truthful in, in the end, and what is and what will pre- prepare the child not only in their life going forward to strive for the good, but yeah. also to strive to be um, a much more uh, reliable and, and dependable person, hardworking person as they get older. Yes. That's the, that's the difference. And the only what way, works. and the only way, yeah, exactly what works. And the only way you can do that is by 
uh, and, it's, and it's literally by um, and, and indoctrinating, showing rules, showing ways of life that are co correlated with reality in itself, not in not in your imagination, which and is which is what counts. which is what Pride which is what Pride Month and all the ideology of transgenderism yeah. does, and only that. Uh, and this is where even so we haven't seen that any of this shit that they want to do works. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you have we haven't seen anything of it on works. any of the transgender scales. You see. You see yeah. what they say. You see people regretting their decisions and making videos and starting movements around it. Yeah, there's. Yeah. You see, and you, and you don't hear any of those stories. You in, see in the mainstream, any of those stories, but there, but there's so many of them out there because there's a control of the information. And, that, that, and that's why there's so many of them. There's so many stories out there. I mean, that's why. Exactly. That's one. Of the, that's one of the many reasons why. Despite it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. So I know the one of the greatest things that yeah. the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring's company, does so well is that they show those stories. They even Matt Walsh's documentary "What Is a Woman," oh, uh, he, 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 I think he, he is he, on a tear right now. I, 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 think, I think he interviews like Ooh. I think he, 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 I know he interviews one. I think there was a second person, but I know he interviews one person in that movie. I should have brought him up in my last. He, he, he does interview that one person who I'm sorry, Matt who, Walsh. Who, who, who fell for that and went for it, <laughs> right? Trying to do our part for um, the sweet baby gang. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> no, man, like I, I really like Matt Walsh. Man, when he hit the streets, it was like asking people what is a woman. I was like at the wrong time too. Like nobody in their right mind, in the middle of all that Roe v. Wade talk and all other stuff, would have the nerve to hit the streets and start asking women in masks and and you know people are part of that movement. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, what is a woman and shit? Uh, and it, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, but I mean, I, I was, I was, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's it, I mean, it's, it's totally funny. Because, I want to highlight and, and, and the reason it is funny because we had the wisdom to know better of what is a woman. So, exactly. so, so that's what that's what makes it funny. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, like we we know how. We we know how we got into this world, and we know so, how uh, our children get get into this world. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be harsh for just a second because right. I always have to go back to the church because I will not I will not stop. This is is a mission of House Mugen to bring things back to focus, and with the church, I have to point out, I have to point out the weaponization of fear as how it relates to the church, because the well, church bought into the COVID stuff too. Oh, yeah, yeah, plenty of them did. Well, well, well plenty of them did, but just uh, Dan, I'll be, I'll be for, for a for second. Well, why don't you share the observation that you said that the Protestant churches, what, what are they specifically doing? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You said, no, you're, you're, you're saying that you're, they're using fear uh, certain, to a certain degree misrepresentation. Uh, okay. uh, what's going on? I kept thinking this thing. This thing doesn't come up, does it? Okay. I can think that this little plus piece comes up, but it don't. I mean, it's a going. I mean, like, I, I like that dude. I like that dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 I got a, I got a good feel for him. He can take, he can take a joke. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. He's funny as shit. You see that chick that works up there? She is gorgeous. I the the one that, the one that walked in after us? No, no, no. Uh, okay. uh, she works there. Okay. Yeah. All right. To finish the idea of fear, yeah, they caught that. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I smoke on my, I smoke on my podcast. I drink on my podcast. Shit, I've done like two drunk, and you know, they, they'll probably never even be able to tell which ones. If they can figure it out, good luck. Because I'm the same dude when I'm drunk. I think if anything, I curse a lot more. But other than that, but uh, so no, it's like when you're cursing a lot, it's either 
It's either you're drinking or you didn't have your drink. The thing is, like, <laughs> the thing is, it's not like it's not like pointless cursing. Like, I'm, no, yeah, I know I'm, what you mean. I'm yeah, yeah. to the point. Usually, I'm fired up about something. <laughs> yeah, I'm fired up mean, about yeah. something. It just is what it is. Whatever comes out, comes out. But uh, the thing about the fear and how it works in the church, you want me to go, you know, the, to finish that thought. All right. This is just an observation, but I have to go back a little bit to explain how it works because Lucifer is always trying to stop the things that works for the church and and uh, use the things that he doesn't want us to do to, uh, uh, no, uh, no, not use those things, to uh, find ways to deter us from doing the things that he doesn't want us to do. And he uses the, he uses the Bible to do it and he uses false prophets to do it and he uses their need or their their greed or their need to build a castle for themselves. You know, you know I, um, that just kind of put a question in my mind just now. Um, yeah. Kendall, Kendall, you're absolutely right about that. Um, something I was just thinking of, because how do I say? I'm gonna explain how he does it too. Oh, yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Something that, that just popped in my mind just now was. Uh, you can see clear examples whenever I start to say it. Oh, Most oh, yeah. people can. <laughs> well, one day, one, a question that just popped up. Well, maybe two questions, but, but yeah, one for sure. Because um, uh, um, how do I say? It brings up a lot of questions. Because plenty of people, even priests, you know, and um, even priests that I, I, I have known would say, you know, hey, like Lucifer is fighting God or, or against God, well, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. right? All that stuff, right? But, well, but what I think is, uh, what we, and what we just said in, in the last podcast, uh, the weaponizing of fear is, um, how do I say? I, I, I guess to use. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something beyond Lucifer, but at least the idea of. Um, All right. Look. I'll. the idea of absolute evil. At least say the devil, for example. You don't even uh, have to say, but you could say you could say well, well, yeah, a well, weapon against well, truth. Well, you could use a well, lot. Well, Lucifer is fine. I'll use the um, the. I'll use the morning stars. Or name. bad intentions or bad ideas. I, bad I'll, ideas is a is a good one. You don't even have to put Lucifer on that. You could just say bad ideas, and, and people well, will get that. What. Well, well, just to put it in a theological sense, because really everything, especially when, you, when it comes down to like what is good, what is wrong, or what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, it all comes down to uh, theolo theology in the end. It, you, you, yeah. it's, it's inevitable. You always go into theology. You, you, yeah, you can't skip. So, yeah, you just, it's, 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 it's because it's in, uh, irrefutable. That's why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what's so funny about it. But um, uh, the, the question that popped in my mind was, so say... Uh, again, like you know, all like the devil is against God. Lucifer is fighting God, and, and to me, it's like no, like Lucifer fears the truth, and he, he's preventing people from the truth to prevent from striving for the good. So the question I think of is, who are we to become in that sense theologically that he wants uh, that he's preventing us to be? Yeah. Uh, so that, that so that's a that's a question in itself, and why is he so fearful of it? And. Um, uh, so and, I, and so that's a very interesting question. But sorry, one more thing. No, one thing I do want to add on to that is that's also where you got to be really careful how mm -hmm. you ask that question. Because mm -hmm. one thing that just popped my mind also is I can see how anyone could fall for the fallacy of virtue to try to answer that. Yeah. But, that, that, okay. No, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Because uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that again, that question I just said is. If the if Lucifer, you know, the devil, and sure. you've just explained the motivation of prosperity preachers, like that's literally how they become to be, is to become yeah. that answer because they they will sit there and they will tell people straight to their face, hey, you know, and they, they, life sucks for you right now, right? Well, maybe that's because you're not doing enough for God, right? Right. And you know, I think about it on its face, that sounds really, really good. 
It yeah, does. Yeah, on its face, <laughs> on its face, because there is um, a, 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 it sounds like it has merit. Well, it sounds like it makes sense. Well, it, it sounds it, like it's it, an there, answer. It, it, it is an ironic truth to it, but it doesn't carry merit by itself because it's just it doesn't. But you don't. But see, that's it, it, the omission. It, 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 it doesn't explain itself. <laughs> the omission. See, but to, to them, they will say it as though it explains itself. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what God wants and, you to do. Da, 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 da. And Lucifer, and then, he did the exact same and, thing to Eve. Remember and, how you pointed to right. the same thing with Eve? And, uh, and, that, and that's one of the things. Uh, you should not surely die. You're just gonna and, acquire knowledge. And that's, and that's actually one of the things. Well, when I was, uh, yeah, when I was still a boy, uh, when I was um, in my teenage years, uh, that's actually what slowly started pulling me away from the church, because um, I didn't. And I actually enjoyed the church I went to. It was a really, yeah. it was a really great Protestant Methodist church. I did, you know, mission trips. And I all enjoy that. everyone I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same here. I've, I visited uh, others, and they're all they're all awesome. They're all really great. They're full but, of great people. But one of the things that pulled me away from it is uh, really, and, and even my mom too, well, to a certain degree. My mom, she, she's not over. Oh, how to say? She's a, a, a she's a religious woman, and what she and what she practices. She's old school, um, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's old school, traditional woman, uh, for sure. Like. But everyone loves my mom. Like you, you, you can meet my mom yeah. for the first time. You walk away thinking that thing like she adopted you. Like, like yeah, she, yeah, she just yeah, loves yeah. everybody. That's how it should be. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, and it's so great. Like my mom's the oh, per. You can my, preach on that. Too, my my mother is the per. Well, yeah, yeah, we definitely will because my mom, <laughs> my mom is the exact. Because women uh, have lost an idea of what the divine feminine is. Yeah, like, I was just no about clue. to say that my mom is the, no the my mom is the living idea of the of the of the, of the, of the feminine that every man strives to have. Women used to build homes, like like create yeah. them from the ground up, and, uh, like handpick <laughs> men, turn them into men, like raise up men, and like yeah. now women have no clue. And, and that's well, that's also where the feminist idea comes yeah. in, thinking like, oh, like they're. But I mean, they that's part of the brainwashing too. But yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a little part of the brainwashing of the feminism um, idea, but. Anyway, and just like that, we just lost viewers. No, 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 no. <laughs> just by saying that. No, no, good. Yeah, I mean, that, that, they used fear, that, the fear of responsibility. That, that's the mission of House Mulligan is that we try to lose all those, our subscribers along the way. Yeah, as many as possible. <laughs> as, as many, many as, as possible. possible. So, but, uh, like, like, but let me yeah, go back yeah, 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 to the church. Yeah, because yeah. Like, it all ties into it. It's the fear, and then they use, uh, they weaponize fear by the omission of facts, by the omission of the truth, by stifling... Uh, uh, knowledge and, and how you're actually supposed to proceed. And the funny thing, so, yeah. And the funny thing about it is that most preachers, to you know, to their goodwill, uh, yeah. they they may not even realize they're doing that because no, no, no. because it's, it could it's be built into the sauce now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because it, 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 it's like a it's like a it's like an honest, innocent misrepresentation of what, what is said. Let me tell but, you. And that's also the mistake if you take the doctrine so hard on its face. When it's like, no, like, there's much more to it. This happened to my stepdad. It's actually kind of sad. Okay. And. Uh, uh, it's sad to me. From their point of view, it's not sad. From my point of view, it's very sad. So we we started at a church. We, you know, when I we, our family, we weren't super religious when, when my mom met my stepdad. But he kind of rescued our family. He really did. He's very, he's a Superman. He's a great. He's like. Oh, 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 he reminds me of well, your mom. He's a Boy Scout. But what you just he, said is like, hey, he's Superman. Like, dude, psh, he's I don't a know, know, That's all you have he's to a say. Like, he's a guy that that's the He's a guy that he greets every cashier at every gas station, restaurant, or whatever, and he talks to them like he's known for years. He asks them how their day is. And if they even give him an inkling of wanting to be able to talk about the Lord, he's gonna be like, hey, I hope God bless you. Have a good day. You know, we have this church. You know, he he does the whole thing every time. He does it all. He's old school. You know, he goes out. Okay, that's cool. And so, um, yeah, that's actually really cool. And yeah. so, like, he he raised us up that way to be friendly and approachable and and to be respectful and all that stuff. My, my mom so, did that too. Yeah. He noticed some things in the church, in the church that he went in, that he didn't like. He realized that it wasn't about the father. There was a lot of backbiting and a lot of drama. People, 
you know, uh, bullying other p people because they weren't holy enough, they have personal problems, the church would gang up on them, the pastor would even get in on it. And so my stepdad said, you know what, bump this, I'm going to start my own church. And, they, and when he told them about it, he said this in front of the church, they almost damn near laughed at him, even though he was one of the most respected deacons in the church, right. and the most honorable ones too, soldier, you know, military, all nice. that, you know, he's a great dude. And it was just like, like, dude, you can't do what I do, basically, is what the pastor said to him. It was like, it was like the arrogance, it yeah, infuriated yeah, yeah. Oh, my stepdad. And so, it was the arrogance of it all. It's like, and just was, like that. Because like, he told me, like, you gotta, you gotta go to the, you gotta go to Bible college, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you didn't even have this done, you don't even have, you don't even have a college, da, 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 da. Like man, come on now. Let's be realistic. Oh, oh, now you gotta be. Now you gotta go to college to be and successful. So, yes. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> so, long story short, he defects from the church. He doesn't try to take anybody with him, even though a few do go with them because, right. like, he started church out of the house. And, and yeah, yeah, he saw. He saw. Yeah, he saw what he wanted to do. He impressed. They probably saw some of what they're doing that they like either. You know, I mean, I mean, and to his credit, in the beginning, yeah. in the beginning, was great church. I mean, it was it was fire and brimstone, but it was about about acting your faith and love and, uh, and well, being the change. The gospel, it actually surrendered, it, surrendered itself around the gospel. It was gospels. great stuff. But it, see, yeah, what happened was, I mean, in in the in the bad church, we used to go street preaching. We used to go knocking door to doors. We were organized about it. They called themselves militant Baptists. They were they were kind of dicks, but they were but they were they yeah. had they had the mission always on their mind. They had a map. Of the entire neighborhood, this was like on the west side of San Antonio, they had a map of all the neighborborhoods, areas that they had hit, areas that they were going to go back to hit, areas that they, they needed to see, it, see it, I'm getting no, at. But, but it's, it's funny when you mention that because that's actually one of the reasons why I decided to leave my Methodist church. Because uh, I, because again, it was it was it wasn't the worst church in the world. I mean, it was great. Yeah. The, the, the priest, um, uh, Bob Hope, I mean, he was he's a funny dude. But, you know, he was like one of, the, one of the most nicest guys I've ever met. And um, but anyway, yeah, but uh, how do I say well? When I was going through that church, specifically, how do I say, I had really, and when I say I had great instructors and a great priest, they made it fun, they actually did put humor in it, and, and just individuals, they were incredible people, yeah. but when they, but at least for me, as a recipient of the church, well, as a church girl at the time, you know, as a boy, yeah. um, of course, coming out of age, around teenage years, after puberty, where you actually start questioning the world, start realizing what's around you, mm -hmm. um, it just, it wasn't obvious to me what they were preaching, even though... But one of the things I, how do I say, so I, I, I guess you could say I, came, I became a very, not atheist, but a very, I, I became extremely agnostic very, very early. Because you, didn't, you weren't convinced. Well, yeah, because I wasn't convinced, and I wouldn't really say I'm convinced even now, still. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point to that, because it's, it's like I said, this points to a failure of the church, and this right. is pretty much what this tail end segment but, is about. But, uh, but, but I guess you could say, well, I mean, well, hmm, I am kind of trailing off of my own personal story. But, no, 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 but but uh, but uh, one of the things that at least I can say uh, to a certain degree is, uh, and, and I do see this uh, in um, in most churches now. Uh, I mean, uh, the one I go to now, it's not a Methodist church because it's, it's it's more of an Anglican church. Yeah. But the priest, uh, he yeah, um, 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 this story with your dad, it's so great because uh, the church I go to now, the priest and his wife were doing that exact same thing, mm -hmm. but they weren't going to the door to door. They actually rented out uh, the the cafeteria of an elementary school yeah. and somehow my sister I don't know how she um, I never really asked her that I think about it somehow she found the church on her own because she was actually looking for one at that time mm -hmm. and um, and by that point um, my parents well my mom and I specifically and especially my mom uh, we enjoyed the uh, like I said the method of the church we went to but we it just we just weren't receiving it in a more concrete way that I guess you can say that 
broke. I guess made logic to us. Because because yeah. at least I mean that's at least at that point I'm speaking for myself because you know I was I'm maybe what maybe twelve yeah at least twelve years old by that point uh, yeah like, um, actually no earlier holy shit no right no now. it was actually back when I was eleven holy shit now now I remember yeah it was uh, it was uh, when I was eleven years old that's when I was really started questioning the whole thing because by that time ten going on eleven years old that's when I started going on my very first ever mission trips with all yeah, you know, yeah. all these other kids and it, you know, it was fun we I mean, actually. But the very first, uh, well, actually, the very first trip I did was uh, a church retreat. My very first church retreat, and it was fun. You know, we were by a lake. You know, we were having fun. I was, I'm, yeah. jump, I'm jumping off like a three-story dog into the lake. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. But when we, whenever we did like the little church gatherings, and uh, the structures, and again, the instructors, the kids. I'm and churches are big on that stuff now. Oh yeah, the oh yeah. Retreats and the games and, uh, and the and, kids getting out, going doing stuff. Well, yeah. I, I like that too because again, like, you know, practically that's what. I mean, it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah practically it's what kids need to do. And, and, and um, well, I, I was kind of some fun. I, I was got I was got time to that point later on. Was recently like, yeah, every kid should go on because hey, the kids are going out and play. They're socializing, and the best part about it, beyond of course the theological um, church part of it. Because uh, uh, that's a whole different thing in itself. Yeah. But the third uh, practical great thing about it is you're going out and serving and helping people. You're serving them. Like like uh, the very first mission trip I ever went on. Uh, that was a year later. I was 12 years old at that point. Nah, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I was uh, 12 years old at that point, and um, we went to Corpus Christi and help uh, basically repaint this old woman's house. And uh, she was like, a real nice, oh, uh, sweet that's woman. What's up, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, she was a nice, sweet woman. Oh, it was a two story house, very nice near the beach. Repainted the whole, uh, you know, we shaved all the old paint off, repainted the new one, did it within a week. But then all the other teams, and I was a little envious of some of their projects. Like, this one project specifically, I was envious. I, I wish I was a part of a team, part of the team that did it, was um, they were helping this uh, old man build his very first um, uh, handicap ramp into his house because oh. he, he was in a wheelchair. He didn't have, he didn't, uh, so. the, the, the guy didn't have any stairs, like he was, so like, or he didn't have a, a ramp, like, so basically you, so picture this, the front of a, a, a simple, <clears throat> small house, in the front you got the sidewalk, turn yeah. to the left, stairs going down to the driveway, they get, and you can see in the grass the tire marks of how he would go up into his house. Oh, so they, so they built a, 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 a fucking handicap deck to help him out, and I was like, shit, I want to do that, like. I like it's like and really because it was also by that point and I didn't real I, I wish I realized it then but I realized when I think about it I was like, hey that was the first introduction to woodshop and I want to check it out and so then because after that and that kind of goes back in front when I was a younger kid when my dad was to credit to him but he would actually take me to Home Depot and I think it was like the first Saturday of every month they do these little projects for kids yes and then, and then I used to work for Home Depot I used to yeah. work for Home Depot and Lowe's for five yeah, years, yeah, 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 years. Yeah, I awesome, used man. to teach people how to install floors so like I, I know I like what we're getting on and what we're getting getting towards in this conversation is, is, is beautiful but yeah, because it, it, I used to get that, a kick out of it but that, but that was such a huge part uh, well really the whole point of that story because you know I'll, you know, I'm trying off my own personal stories here but the yeah. whole but the whole point of Again, boy, zooming back out. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. you. That's why you. That's why you kids need to go on mission trips so they can build, build ramps up for the old, uh, repaint houses stuff for a sweet woman, and uh, it'll change the lives for the better. That's, that's, all, that's all you need. That's all you need to be sold on. Let me get back to my dad's church. <laughs> so, but uh, well, yeah, like, whoa, 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 sorry, real quick, because I'm because I'm trying to bring it back to the podcast because I, I want to real result. Man, see, when I start talking about stories, dude, <laughs> shit. But anyway, but so but zooming back real quick to come back to that to the uh, to the topic at hand. Uh, the reason uh, that was one of the greatest things that I love about the church, and, and again, why people should go to church and go on mission trips. Hey, I just made those arguments. Psh, go, go do it right now. They're great. They're great. Um, but, but, uh, 
But at, at, that to- at that, again, at that time as a boy, I was questioning my world, questioning the logic. And then, because that's what I was trying to figure out, because to me, even at an early age, if not early, you know, if not earlier than 10, uh, I just knew, understand that things would make, it was, uh, there's, there was a logic to the world, I saw it, I, 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 I learned it even though it wasn't like, hey, there's a logic, like, it was, it was through math, it was through reading, it was through storytelling. There was um, the, the uh, two and two do make four things like that. Oh yeah. So when it came to theology, to uh, as, you know, by that time you know you're a teenager, you know, brains kicking in for the first time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it can it didn't make sense to me at all. But the stories made sense, and because uh, they even you know I mean I'm a writer now, you know I do all the, you know all this creative stuff. Yeah. And um. And that's how even now that as a grown man, that's how I, I, I kind of found my way back after being an, an agnostic for most of my life. Because I, it, the older I got, the more experienced in the world, met women, had relationships, fell in love, and, you know, things like that. It, uh, it, made, it suddenly made sense to me, like, you know what, there actually is a narrative logic to this material world that is uh, com- uh, conveyed in the Bible. And that's the only thing that makes sense. And that's why it, and that's why it actually makes sense when you look at old European art. Like old um, Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo, like uh, when you look at it, 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 it's, it makes sense because it represents uh, the the, the, uh, the the individual, and not, it's such a, an incredible art form that uh, speaks uh, truth of the world of of men and women, which of creation, and and that's basically what uh, art is. It's not that the eye beholder. It's no, it's, it's the it's the eye. It's almost like a, a direct pathway to to what truth is, which is to say, like it's pointing to God in the end. Yeah, and that's why I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, and, and and that's where and that's where I mean, and one of the greatest things, at least for me, that helped me confirm that much more sooner than I would than most skeptics would, is because I grew up with uh, with nephews, and I think it's, and I do believe it's the same for people that grew up with younger siblings. Um, that's and that's where. It was, uh, and, and that's why it was such a reflect to me when I had an ex girlfriend at one point in my mid twenties, when I realized she had a half brother that I never knew about, yeah. who was five years old at the time when she met me, and by the time I found out he existed, he was at least like uh, turning eleven, probably around that point. I still haven't met the kid to this day, and I was like, wait, hold up, uh, uh, that, that's why it was such a reflect to me because it was like an immediate uh, anomaly to that uh, um, uh, inevitable truth I already knew about the world. Well, what what I knew about relationships um, and what uh, is in, in terms of family, and it, of course, think of it more with a you know theological context to it. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's a uh, because it, the point of what, what I just said right there is is like when I had my nephews growing up, I you, you'll see uh, I had a and I at least an idea of a relationship between a parent and a child, and an older sibling to a younger sibling because I'm a, you know I'm the youngest of my personal siblings, so I, I so I I still in a in a in a, in a different abstract uh, alternative way I still got to. I experienced those uh, a variety of things, and it taught me more about myself uh, growing up. So that's why it's like, oh man, like that's just, and that, that's the argument right there to have multiple, many kids, because because and, that, and ironically, that's also the same fear why people would be like, well, they like the, the idea of having a lot of kids, but one of the you know practical things they do think about, like, well, you know, there's gonna be so many kids, and I'm always have to be uh, yeah. around the young ones, and the older ones have to uh, take care of themselves, and but it's a understandable practical fear, but ironically, that's also the exact reason why you would do it yeah but because uh, because uh, the children will have so much more experience uh, you know and especially the older ones and you're, you're gonna see it in real time how it just adapts to, yeah. even more acutely and more effectively to the younger ones it, it's such a mind-blown thing because i mean i've got over like i said like half a dozen nephews all of them are related to each other they're all brothers from the same mom and 
even though the oldest one who's 20 right now like he's already like light years ahead of me like yeah. right now like, he mindset wise at least in certain the, uh, at least for sure in certain uh, philosophical senses uh, he knows things that I already I've barely been figuring out and been able to even understand in the last yeah. couple years of my life recently but now he's like 20, 19 or 20, 20 years old and he's already nailed it at that point because the kids have, they've, they've jumped and, onto the bandwagon yeah, they, yeah that, that, that's basically it they, they joined the bandwagon so I mean they, it creates so I mean I, I mean I'm, I'm talking about family and kids right now but that's just like that's such an incredible thing to acknowledge so yeah that, that creates the, the perfect reason to have multiple kids why do you see that happen for the uh, to because it's like a bare man to the world of, of uh, I mean this damn see, see this is and the reason I have to make these arguments or well, not really arguments but I can make these observations and why I have my beliefs of pro-life or pro-family things like that yes I, I would want a government to um, create incentives more for family than perhaps um, a, a single single, single parents yeah. I mean I mean, no, of course single parents need, um, could I mean I can understand there's so many sources I, I know at least one of them for sure where yeah they need the they do need the assistance want, the government the reason but, why you would want a government to to but, uh, create uh, incentives for families is because strong families create a strong country like period it well, is, well, it, well yeah that's basically yeah really and that's why it's important um, and I uh, see so now we're getting in so in the very <laughs> deep part of this Actually, uh, to be I, completely honest, yeah. some of this I might actually take out and use for other other projects because oh, this yeah. is actually oh. really good for the conversations a, about the women. Remember, we were talking this about this is a perfect conversation about, about family and women. about the divine about the divine feminine. Yeah, like, oh, right. but let me get back to the church real quick. Yeah, Just one second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna hit the pit. Pin break. But no, yeah, I was actually, but that's actually what I was trying to go going back. I was just, I just just wanted. When I take ideas, I, I, I just have to go to the... No, 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 I, just, no. I just have to. No, 100%. Like, uh, that's why like, I ran on. <laughs> and that was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was spot on ideas and badass observations. But, but uh, I want to I yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. something, because it's a heartbreaking story. It really is. Uh-huh. About what happened to my stepdad's church, because they don't even realize what happened. But I'm sitting here on the other side of it, and realizing what we realized, that you can only realize by thinking about realizing it, I realized it. Right. So... He started the church. He had noble intentions, right? He saw problems in the church, the old church, because it lacked the compassion. Usually, that's the two things that happens in churches, and those are the two ways that that the that the lie, I guess, or that the false doctrine uh, messes the church up. They either get everybody focused on, you know, like we got to tackle problem, Christianity, cut off that dead skin. How dare you walk around with sin on you? You know, approach or. They go with the super, super, super compassion. Hey, bring your kids here. We got shows. We got games. We got events. We got this. Boom, we have a band. Boom, come here. The more you give to the church, the better off life gets for you. You know? <laughs> and those are the two doctrines. It's like, it's like, hey, young boy's going to go somewhere. Might as well give it to me. I guarantee you it's going to go to God. Right? <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, hey. You know? I mean, how could it not? You're doing this. You're doing that. You're giving us money. We have all this so, stuff going hey, on. So, hey, wow. look, look, look at you. Look at me. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Look at this. Hey. hey. Bobby, 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 Bobby. Come on. <laughs> Let's go, Bobby. You know? And then, like, and then they hit you with the, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, there's there's and, 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 and that's how they add in. It's like, what else you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like critiquing what else you're gonna do. Like, oh, you're doing that? Oh, that ain't shit. You doing that? I ain't shit. It's like the same doctrine that the world's got is that the church has on both spectrums, on either one, the the militant side or the side. But so my stepdad, he saw that. I know that he did. And so he, what he wanted to do is he wanted to go with the faith and with the grace because it's grace, and people forget about the grace. 
And so the grace is one of those ones where everything is a matter of knowing. And you let God move you. But, and that was how the old church operated. That was how Paul operated. That was how all the great men of the Bible operated. That was how David, right. the little boy, came off a hill, saw the army of God not doing shit, and was like, you know what, you guys are trash, I'll do it myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is, uh, well, yeah, this is where I, I put That's how the bully fights, uh, how, that's how the kid fights the bully. That's Because eventually you get to a point where, can't nobody fight this for me? Can't nobody right. do this for me? And the church was built to install a crap ton of people that they hate. You have everything you need within you. Let's go. Right. And so what the church has become is it's become this gigantic haven for people who need to hear. No, you just need to just sit and here. And, 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 that's, and, and it's, it's easy. And you just can't hear me. All you have to do is show up. That's all you have to do. You don't that, have to go out there. Yeah. You don't have to knock on doors. You don't have to hand out tracks. You don't have to get your teeth kicked in. You don't have to talk about your faith to strangers. Right. You don't have to you know, help a mom. You don't have to build an old lady a house or, or fix a ramp. Or, or help you know this homeless or help this mom that has like 10 kids and has nobody and is struggling with food you don't have to do any of that stuff all you have to do is show up pop your butt down listen to some bomb music if you want right. to we got some programs you can get rid of your kids for the weekend you go do what you really want to do or you can come and do some stuff with us you know, we're yeah, gonna, you know it's, a, yeah. it's a hey it's your Sunday it's your Sunday and then it's a hey guys and then if you're really brainwashed, you can do a whole bunch of stuff for us throughout the week. You know, really not do shit for God. Really not go build no houses or help the. And so, the, which imagine twenty years of that because the old school church used to do that. If there was somebody that needed something done, the church would rally together, they get together, and they get it done. Like right. like your old church did, like a lot of old churches right. did. And they and, used to and, educate and, people and, and, and on how to. And the current one that I yep. go to now, mm-hmm. and that was uh, where I basically began the rabbit hole that we went through. But that was the whole reason why I was uh, talking about my church as well. Was like, can, or at least I was trying to explain the differences why that that was, because we're understanding the two differences of hey, like here's um, a specific operation. Honestly, I might. And, 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 and of course, we're exploring the different branches of that. But also, but what we're really trying to pinpoint down is like, hey, there's a church out there that tries to make a fun with the kids, but also uh, it, it goes out to do, do these mission trips because yeah. that's what the church, you know, again, we just said the church goes out to do that. But the way it was taught, but the way it is taught, teach, and the community that that, uh, that, is, uh, that comes from that, it's incredibly welcoming. There's like, no hey, teaching. Yeah, there, yeah it's, not, right. it's not really teaching, really. Yeah, that's, there's that's, no teaching. There's just yeah, yeah, that, that's making like, people feel better. Yeah, it's, it's not teaching. And trying to get people to feel better and trying to encourage but, people to feel better and, but, and showing them how to feel better by doing stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they're and they're using well, at least they're um, preaching the gospel for sure. They're still doing yeah. that. Yeah, but, they're but, still they're, doing but, they're, that. but they're making it such a practical and such it's such a practical and simple way of getting it. Milk. It's just the milk of the word. That's all they're doing because yeah. they're using the milk of the word. They're not because, getting and, to the meat of it. And that's one. Of, and, and that's so one of the things that actually I, gives it power. And that's one of the things I love uh, about my church now. And that's the reason why I went to that whole story about when I was a kid because growing up. Again, like it was, like it, it just wasn't making certain logic to me because it was just the um, the actual indoctrination word, and I using the word itself, which hey, it's not a bad thing because that's where the ideas come from. But if that's just how it's presented, not many people are gonna get it. And, and no, I mean, it's yeah. But 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 again, I, lo- I didn't love the stories. I mean, I got I totally like the story of Jesus, uh, Book of Job, and all that stuff. Because I want to know if you were talking about the same thing. In a narrative, it totally makes sense, and that's why I went on that big rant about school. No, but, no, no, no. I want to know if you were taught the same thing. Because right. most churches do this, okay, where right. they teach that the way that you deal with people who aren't like you in the faith, or, or have different faiths than you, or whatever, that they that you have to, do you have it's a, it's a combat of ideas. 
is you have to basically like present the the key beneficial points of, of your faith to them and stuff like that and the negatives and and, oh. and, and, and then that's how you do the conversions. Is that what how like you were generally taught? No, um, I wasn't really taught. Hmm. Or, or, or or not even really conversions, but like how to witness to people or how to, like if you come across someone with a hard time. Uh, oh, like the old oh, church used to oh, teach how oh, to do oh, that. Yeah, just like, how you, like, like how you sit um, down with somebody. No, I, I think I think that was the churches themselves um, didn't necessarily do that. Well, well, how well it, it, that's that's more of my instructor and my personal instructors at that time. You know, like the like, no, okay, okay, like, like the okay, science school okay. and things like that. It, 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 that was basically their way of putting that out. Yeah, uh, okay, but the right, church yeah. itself, or what was taught, uh, no, not really. It was, it was actually the Methodist church you, was actually pretty. I think you came to a, to a newer to a newer version because older older versions of churches, it was weird, but it was cool and I loved it because they had they had like key there was key things that you said. You know, so they would know that you believed in God the right way. Like they would ask you, you know, do you believe you can lose your salvation? And you had to say yes or no. You know, da, 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 well, well, oh, well, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I think you remember I like the whole like rundown. I, well, yeah, yeah, like, I, like the I, old church used actually, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Said, uh, I, they don't do that anymore. I actually, like, I actually did go through something like that. Yeah, the old church they used and, to ask and, you that. They used and, to give you the rundown. My, like, and also my aunt, who's actually more. And like, every major religion did that. And, and, and they would ask you like the rundown of the major things yeah, my, that they believe my, my aunt would if do you that. believe them. Yeah, my, my, my yeah my aunt would do that. Uh, she she did that to me once because um, yeah I went through something like that in my Methodist Only church. Only someone who cares about you does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. But, um, <laughs> I mean seriously. <laughs> but uh, but that's well that's why I found my nephew with this new age um, approach because because uh, I love him. Because most why. people will just ask you like like hey like see she's bringing a beautiful point. But I mean, but I mean, it's, it's bravery. Bravery is what stands in the face of fear because you don't do shit like that. Because what I mean, most people would, would like, you know, not want to do that because there's a chance that they might not like it or they might be upset with you. Like, hey, how, who do you think you are telling me how to live my life? It's but, like, oh, oh, you know. oh, oh, wait, that's here we go. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just thinking, um, that's why fear. That's why fear. Um, how do I say it? Fear uh, uh, is uh, is always trying to attack truth. Because it understands that bravery uh, comes from it, and it can be defeated by bravery. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. The, bra- uh, bra- the bravery, how, the bravery driven by the truth behind it, which is of striving for the good. Yeah. Which is to also um, mitigate the chaos in your own, not your own everyday life. You know, hey, like, hey, like, make sure you get your gas before you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. in the car, but also. In a, such a much more theological sense, shield. like when, you, when there's you see a solution that needs to be, you know, you see a problem, uh, and you, and it, well, it, it goes back to another, another idea that you and I said, like, hey, you see a problem in the world, you have to, uh, you, at that point, you have the moral obligation to do something about it, yes, yeah. because you discovered it, for one, but also too, like, the, the yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, you also know a solution needs to be solved, and that's that's where it creates that. And uh, no, there's a Bible verse that points to that. It was like uh, I think Jesus said it, where I can't remember exactly where. Well, he says a coward will say there is a lion about. I will stay inside. And that and that's yeah. why <laughs> and that's and see, that's why it's not and that's where it also comes into the idea of like and here's a good and this is why parents it's so important for the kids to learn to not look not to look for the fight not to look to cause the trouble, even though like uh, they may feel justified in doing so. Yes. I mean I mean that's a whole lesson in itself. 
Don't even get that because idea. Because you can't call yourself moral if you ignore any one major and, uh, yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, that, like, uh, if you so, ignore any major problem and, and then, yeah, you say that you're right. moral or you say you're righteous or whatever, then no, you're not. Because yeah. you're ignoring this problem, this problem, this They're problem, They're like, oh, well, problem. my conscience is clear. <laughs> but my con- I just, I'm only built to focus on this. No. And as I was a bitch, you know, you're pointing one finger, problem, but you got two yeah, other fingers. That problem affects souls and life. Because, all right. Look, if we bring things back to focus, right. like what we wish you and me love to do, the main uh, focus of God is that do. the only thing that God cares about is souls. We can both agree that, right? Like, it, like life in itself, the only thing it cares about is your soul. What to do with it, right? And, and, and that, and that's it. I mean, and that's the reason why if you don't do well, anything, what the rain's off too. It's yeah, like, that's what's so wild about it. Yeah, if you don't do anything, this is where atheists are so freaking stupid to me. Because if you right. don't do anything, life will just hand you a roll. Right. Exactly. I mean, like, you can't sit there and, and say that, it with a straight that, face that, that people that, that, are just morally good out the gate because it's not true. Anyone yeah, who knows yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, brain yeah, knows it's and, not true. Because yeah, life will hand you a role. Uh, well, that's the You'll joke. create your own role. Well, that, that's, the joke I, that's <laughs> the joke I make about atheists is that they just don't exist. They're just closet agnostics. Oh, yeah. Because they... <laughs> because... Uh, is, is, um, I make the joke of it, but because it's such a, a rhyme of truth that even though you may not think or believe these things, that's fine. But you still have the ethos within you uh, um, as a man or a woman to still understand these things. Yeah, even, in, when, even in a narrative sense, you can still see it. You can still recognize it. So, it, it no. so, that, so that's where it's like, uh, I, that's why I say this, there's no such thing as an atheist. You're just a closet agnostic. Do you like this party? Who, 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 likes, who, who just likes drinking good sex? Do you like this Prager? He, he this Prager, up, yeah. yeah, he brought up this question. It is the most fire question. Yeah, he, uh, he said, you know, if you ever come across it, like a diehard atheist, if they, if you can get them to sit down with you for a minute, ask them this question, and just and just leave them with that. You know, it's like, do you hope you're right, or do you hope you're wrong? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> very good. I mean, like, it's a, it's a great question. It's a great question. Do you hope you're right, or do you hope you're wrong? <laughs> he said, yep. and then like he said, these are the things like he asked like this. Prominent atheist's question. And he said, "Well, you of course what? I you would want to be that's... with my kids and my mother in the afterlife. You know, you know of course what? I would." You know what? You know what? that's so perfect because it bridges the it, it bridges the pathway between pessimistic and optimism. Yeah. Which is basically, well, which is in another abstract idea. Because what, the atheist. Well, 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 in another abstract idea is, is that's the the gray area between. Um, order and chaos. That's where you would want to be to a certain degree. An atheist without op- optimism, I would assume, is suicidal. Like, yeah, I, I just can't. I or, can't or, yeah, see you, how or you could like, or, or, or is like you're, you're already on the, you're on, on the slide going down there. Right. Yeah. You're 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 heading that way, and hopefully you don't reach it. But uh, so let me get back hey, to it. Can't stop anybody. Let me get back to it. So because because we're gonna get some more badass points with this. So my stepdad. He starts the church out of the house, and things are good because he's got some prominent people from the old church to come with him. Some of them even have money. And uh, over time, through tithing and stuff like that, the church goes good. The house gets really, really nice. But my, the old church was big. It was, a, it was a big church, and they always had new people coming in because they always went out organized to hit up the neighborhoods and the streets. And, and bring people in and tell them about church and stuff. Now, we stopped doing that a lot more closer to the tail end of the time that we started going to that church, but the church was big enough that it didn't matter, I guess, to, to the pastor at that time. But we stopped doing it less. I do remember that. We started doing it less. And so with my stepdad's church that he started, we didn't do that at all. 
Okay. Like, at all. We, we, and, and, and see, you would think that if you were to start anywhere, if you were going to start a new church and you were going to start on a new mission and you were going to go and do this thing, this work for God, that you knew exactly what it was. Because my stepdad, if anybody knows what the mission is, he does. Yeah. You would start in your neighborhood. But he didn't. And the thing about it is, is that it, he didn't know this because we were kids. You know, kids. Kids hang out with each other and they talk. They talk about their parents. They talk about the state of their parents. Kids compare each other to other kids and other right. kids' families and how they live. That's so right. when they were talking that's about that's our parents, why the, that's why the moms always ask, like, "Hey, how, hey, what, how's your day?" Like, "Hey, I, I learned some secrets today, mom." <laughs> <laughs> I know, so, I know why Miss Karen down the street is always a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so most of the parents in the neighborhood would slowly start to develop kind of like a, not really like a dislike for our family, but more of like a, like, like a, like a, you know, like, like kind of, yeah, oh yeah, 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 I, I get what you mean. Like, they, you, you guys, you no, guys. Yeah, like a kind of counterbalancing out like, hey, like. Because we didn't fuck with them. We were told not yeah, to fuck with yeah, them. Yeah, our yeah, parents yeah. didn't fuck with their parents, it was, it was, and any other parents on the street, really. Even with our neighbors, not so much. And even it, it, now, well, you know, it was basically kind of being, and it, it, it was being seen, and perhaps it probably was to some degree being pushed onto them. It's like, hey, hold on, you guys are cool. You know, still come by my place for Christmas, but um, hey, like, don't push us on, don't throw us on. Because the right? thing is, when you have a pastor move into your neighborhood. What is the very first thing that you like, assume? Everyone's oh, gonna come over here. Well, yeah, like, everyone, yeah, well, yeah. But then we that's never true, came. That's true because like that's, that's actually true because everyone, <laughs> right? everyone, yeah, like you will get tense. It's like oh yeah. man, oh man, no, especially if they're like you're hoping to be like but, oh shit. Now but we never came. <laughs> no, but we never came, right? So then what? So you're sitting there and they're like, oh, this motherfucker's gonna stick to this two guys. They're gonna talk to me. You know, and so that really? was kind of like that the inclination. And so whenever I, I would like, go, okay, yeah, right. Huh. And so whenever I would go over these kids' houses, because I hung out, we hung out with all the kids. We hung out with everyone. So the kids, that was how and, they, and, and the kids, we would go over there, yeah. and like they would, the parents, they would like they the would come, would chat, and, the, yeah. the kids would chat. Yeah, I mean at that point, yeah, it's like, hey, like, so how's your mom and dad? Because they want to know, because they don't know shit about our parents, because yeah, they've never met them officially. Most of them. So, you know, they're asking us questions like, oh, oh, so y'all watch TV? Oh, so that. So, from our purview, everything that we say about them just makes them sound like more monsters. Oh, so y'all don't go to theme parks? So Because our parents were very old school traditionalists. We didn't go to theme parks. We didn't watch TV. We didn't have cable. We didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, because, kind of, well, yeah, it's even true. So then those it's parents. It's even true today is that you get a hint <laughs> of the parent themselves and also their parents' intentions. Now, this is interesting. Guess what those parents would do when we would start telling them stuff like that? Well, oh, I mean, oh, they start feeding us like crazy. Like, here, here, like, here, here, here. Oh, man, you want to play, come over and play video games with Josh? Oh, you come over and play anytime. You know you don't have that over there. Yeah, come over here. You want to come watch TV? Oh, man, you come over here and watch TV. Like, we would get invited into the carnality, you know? Because right. our parents, of course, never made it a point to go over there to them. And from what they would see about our parents is that they sounded like monsters. And so, you see what I'm saying? But all they could have done to change that around was just go out and say, hey, hey guys, how you doing? We're new in the neighborhood. Hey, how you doing? You have you guys, you guys good? You need anything? You see what I'm saying? Like the old church stuff. You guys need anything? Oh, you're good? All right, well, if you need anything, our family's right over here. Um, boom, 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 Sunday. You know, if you want to come to church, you can. You don't have to. And then develop a rapport with people of just instilling well, 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 the yeah, good. Well, yeah, that's, just like, know, that's basically the idea of knowing Being good in the neighborhood. Really. Being good in the street. I tell people this all the time. The problem with Christianity is the exact same problem that we have in policing. Is that the people who are supposed to be serving 
do not want to engage with the community in which they are supposed to serve. And for Christianity, it's even a bigger problem because our community is global. Right. We are a community outreach program. Always have been, always will be. Our community is everybody. Anybody and everybody God wants. And he cares about their souls far more than he cares about how you feel about the mission, how the mission is going, where you want the mission to start, your individual mission, all of that. The overall mission is it's not paramount. just It's just not what you're going to be, it's what you're going to do. Yes, yes, and what are you yeah. going to do about the mission, period. And so like you said before, when we get up and we're like ready to go and we have a mission and we have a purpose and stuff like that, we feel great about ourselves. When we don't, we feel like shit. Well, well, the reason we feel great, at least the idea of feeling great. And that's the reason why people go, keep going back to church, by the way. Well, is well, because when they don't, well, because they feel like crap about well, themselves it because makes they're it, not doing Because anything. it makes us realize that there is meaning to life yeah. in the end. And of course, not, and of course, another logical question to, to, to that would be like, well, how to say, like, um, what is, well, first of all, is what is meaning and how do you know that meaning isn't being indoctrinated onto you, like, like, like uh, to say that's, um, you know, you know, they're, they're questioning the testing of it. Yeah. Well, which is understandably that's why you know, hey, they're they're agnostics. That's why they're you know, well, mm. really, well, just agnostics, really. Well, you know, people that you know question it off and on. So the thing is, when you look at it that way, even but, even professing Christians act like agnostics. When you look right. at it the way I just laid it out, right. they act like it. They just don't. They don't. I mean, they say all the right stuff. But in the overall th- scheme of things, they act the exact same way as that's, the agnostics and atheists do. That's, that's, and that's, because that's they don't they act as though they believe in the shit that they actually believe because they're not engaging in the communities as though they do. But so that's one of the things why, one of the, one of the very first things when I discovered Jordan Pearson is why uh, he struck such a strong chord with me. Like, like this guy, me like, too. Well, like, like, look, is he saying what I've been saying in my head this whole time, right? <laughs> That's what yeah, basically. These people are full of shit. <laughs> and, he, and, he gets, and he gets it. He's he like, hey, I'm one of you. Calm down. I just broke down the, the idea of a human being. It's stupid. Oh, uh, yeah. And then people hate him for it. For just because they realize because they realize they missed out, like ah, the joke's on us. Right? He's a that's trying to tell you. You know, and I'm sure I'm sure there's some freaking like twisted pastor somewhere like so I could have gotten yeah. a, as big a following as he did just by telling the truth. Yeah, dummy. I'm, I mean, yeah, the, it's kind of the word of God and but also, truth in itself. Is, but also, is, is, it stands alone, man. But also, it, <laughs> but also, it's a, but also, that's the crazy thing about it is that it takes you to another level of perception when you realize. Oh, yeah. Because hey, he's like, well, you, you, you really realize, like, think about it, and you get firsthand experience of like, hey, like what is going on in the world, and you know what is going on in the in the deeper of the, of the everyday man. Like, hold on, and though. that's when you realize he sees like all these problems going on. Like, well, hey, like the boys need to be told, need to be told to grow up. I don't up. even think the Jordan girls Peterson need to be really realizes it though. Lean on their feminism. I don't even think Jordan Peterson realizes it though. Like, like how you big don't think of the deal he is, because like the dude, it's like I think I think he's barely. I he's he, barely I, coming into. No, no, I think he's still grasping the idea because you know, because you know, he's mentioned plenty of times that he gets emotional about it every single time. Is because how go, many people but, 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 get famous for yeah, telling the truth? Yeah, you know? people, people go to him and they thank him. You know, like they talk about their lives and he gets emotional. It's just got to be humbling as all fuck. I, 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 I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, neither can I. I, I Most people couldn't handle that type of attention, that level of attention. Well, well, no, well, it's not really. It's not really. Insane. It's not really attention. It's a, a level of love, really. No, well, yeah. To, to, to have. Well, I mean, the average person who doesn't see it for what it is would consider it attention. 
that's the difference between you see what I'm triple, saying? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's where you get the naive little people. The perception, bro, it's, it's a matter of how but you perceive it. It's, it's like, hey, I used, that's where the joke comes in. Like, hey, I used to think of exactly what you thought. And then a year later, I turned 13. <laughs> yep. So, to put a nail in the coffin of, the, of my dad's church story, basically the church has not grown at all. In fact, it's smaller than it was when he started. And so that's why I want to make moves and write books, dude. It's one of those things where he just kind of just stopped. I mean, he still he still has church on Sundays. I mean, he doesn't have them at nights anymore. He has them in the morning. Uh, and some of the like the devotees, uh, there's still like this one lady. She's been there from the beginning. She still has the exact same problems with her kids that she's had from the beginning, which is sad in that of itself. But it speaks to the same problem: is that Christians are not teaching people how to to confront tragedy and struggle and malevolence and these these crazy doctrines that these guys are coming up with off the cuff all the damn time and they're going to keep coming with them and they're going to keep bombarding us with them and they're going to keep trying to put them into law until we get back to Sodom and Gomorrah and they're not going to stop until they get it to a place to where you have no choice but to experience reality in the way that they want you to experience it. And as long as Christians remain silent and content with being afraid and living in that fear of getting kicked in the teeth for saying what they believe or what they believe to be true, which I, I was, this is the reason why I love the podcast and I love that people are standing up and, and speaking their being forward. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the podcast world is grown by the minute. Man. It's grown by the minute. It's, it is amazing. Know. There's so many. And well, yeah, I mean, that's what that's what I did. Why is growing? I mean, and that's, and that's how I see it. Like, like you know, bump bump all this. You know, like 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 you know build my castle here but let's combat these damn ideas and if if your ideas stand better than mine then then so be it but if they don't then you need to shut up you need to sit down and you need to 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 find something productive to do because if you have bad ideas and you're pushing them out there in the world and they're hurting people you need to be silenced but if 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 the only thing that ever worked and it used to work for us and is the reason why we have all of this which is a judeo-christian ethic which is what, what Jesus built, which is love the neighbor as thyself, is the whole of the law. If we don't which also conserve... Meant, which also meant we, like, we had to stay social within each other. I mean, we, we, have well, well, we have to. We have to. We have to. And that also goes into even the psychological and medical world. It's like, hey, like, like we'll die. We'll just I think that was a false teaching we, of the church we, that said that we needed to be separate. And they, it was a false teaching in the church in the regards that they said that we needed to be separate. And Christians took it as, uh, no, then we, then we just didn't need to fuck with them then. Like, no... You can you can can hang with someone and not do what they do. If right. you if if you if you are so easily turned away by being around someone, then then you need to go work on your face some more. That's not a them problem. That's a you problem. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. if you can go into an environment and and be the facilitator of change just by not harshing the environment and just. Like, even even just be simple as saying no when someone demands that you call, call them a certain pronoun. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, I'll call you by your name. I gotta identify you somehow, but don't be tell me how to control my words and my and what truth is. I mean, that's I mean at that point that's where it kind of goes into what we just said. So it's like, um, yeah. Well, hey man, you got any meth? Like, no, no I got a sandwich. Dude. I can hook you up with a job. Hey man, like, 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 what is you up to, bro? Like, are you yeah, good? Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, yeah. Like, sit down, talk with me for a minute. I got time. You want to go grab, grab a sandwich and sit down and talk to you for a minute? Because yeah. for some reason, you really, really need this. It's bad for you. You don't look healthy. 
So this, I mean, like, you, know, you have a place to stay. You know, most people aren't used to people taking the time out like that. You know, and it's, it's, it's important in the regards that if you see where we are now with the homeless crisis and with everything going on, with just the disbursement of people all over the place, the, the thing that I find, and this is just the warrior in me, I don't like all of this dystopian chaos in the regards that it makes it to where the wolves can move so much more freely. Yeah. You know, like think about it. The pedophile crisis, the trafficking, it's so much easier for these guys to move around now because they have the mask thing, they can wear masks if they want to. People won't think anything twice about it. These are things yeah. that people aren't even thinking about because they're too busy trapped in this state of fear that just permeates the whole damn earth right now. And so, like, the wolves are just running around, and they can do whatever. And, and, wolves and that's, in politics and banking and everything. And that's where it, and that's where it comes into, like, that um, abstract idea I came up with earlier, where it's like, hey, like, because um, uh, there's a, because there's a lack of uh, 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 bravery, of, you know, a bravery shit, yes. really, the truth is vulnerable, so that's where the fear can attack it, because... It's even worse than that. Uh, bravery uh, is shunned. Because, wait, because the fear... No, here's the, the reason the fear attacks truth is because it's attack... How do I say? It proves that its existence is a lie. Right, 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 right. Because the minute the minute that you're brave, no, no, people no, will no, get no, like no, a knee jerk reaction. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it. existence as what we know as reality. I'm saying no, no, no. fear, fear, fear attacks truth because it is um, the antithesis. Of how you want to say it? It's the um, absolute um, tr- um, truth to the fact that fear is a non-existent a lie. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, and that's where like that's where even the psychological part comes in where it's like hey like was it like a, uh, that's where the movie in, in the book Dune really got a yeah. grave was like fears the mind killer thing, you know that way, the, oh, all those, all yeah. those metaphors that's where all that that's, oh, the, yeah. that, that's the idea yeah, those yeah, metaphors yeah, come yeah, from yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> yeah, so, that's, so that's why in a time there's a truth to like hey like you gotta understand that there's all these great things that we talked about earlier in a, this podcast and another podcast when you know family things like that but there is also a reality like hey there is the uh, um, uh, corrupt evil or something or something like hey uh, I mean something's gonna happen uh, at some point like you might get in a fight when you're a kid you might get in a wreck you can't control everything and that's basically the idea of it like and that's where the uh, that bridge happens is where like um, that's where, well really the idea of why I said earlier that fear is fear hand, um, fear hinders faith which is that the idea yeah. of living truth because uh, um uh, w- w- with the illusion of everything's in your control. Yeah. Yeah, and w- when it really isn't. That, that, that's where that bridge really begins. That's how I love yeah. Kung Fu Panda. The illusion of control. That's yeah. really great. Ooh. It's like, like the coldest. That was the coldest conversation. A lot of people missed that conversation, but there was a lot of truth in that. Like, you know, and, and then he was just trying to force uh, it. Yeah. Right, and, and uh, yeah, no, <laughs> and that's where the idea is like, hey, man, just just let it go. You know, yeah. that's where, like, oh, hey, like, your girlfriend broke up with you? Hey, that sucks. Uh, hey, let it go. Let's have a beer. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you know what? Let's, 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 we're going to have a fun time about it. Like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to let you forget why uh, life can still be joyful, you know? And that, that's a, that would be a true friend right there, you know, being that guy. Or, or, or at least being surrounded by those friends. So even when it's people like, hey, like, uh, I know you had a shit day. Like, want to come out? Or something like that? Yeah, because love is brave. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, and that's the idea of love thy neighbor because you're keeping that malevolence of balance within the world uh, uh, of each man. That's literally the idea of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you balance. Yes. That's how you balance out that's the, 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 the envious and the and the malevolence within the the everyday modern man. 
just by, hey, how you doing, dude? Like, are you all right? Yes. It just starts with that. Listen, listen, that's the reason why I love working with you guys, because you do it to me all the time. So, we got, like, like, That's why I love working with Hannah and Derek. We got, like, like, (laughs) they're fucking cool, just like like, two minutes left. You want to summation it up? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Any words of wisdom? My homeboy, I call him Samurai Jack, because he straight up looks like the samurai. Uh, well, in these, mar- in these modern days, uh, wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, they, yeah that's like the, that's the craziest thing. Uh, that's the craziest thing about the Luciferian doctrine, is that if you follow it, the end reaches of it, because, man, it just scares me. Like, everybody always out here all having wants and sex and stuff. It's like, it's like it happened to me. It's happened to a lot of people. Hey, you know? hey I've been there. I love the best I've been fortunate. Time. I've been fortunate. But, uh, I mean, like, just like the, you know, if you play his game, you go out there, you have the want to sex, you live life, you be free, you do whatever the hell you want to do, man. You can you can stumble into all kinds of traps. All kinds right. of them. It's you know, like STDs, you can stumble into it's, cancer. It's, it's you not can only easier to fall into them, but uh, numbers increase over time. And the end results is always death. What we say before... Yeah, it's, yeah well, the end result is always you, like, you just screw your... Or the overall realization is, hey, you screwed yourself, dude. Like, <laughs> that's what happened. Like, uh, like, oh, like, bro, that's, that's a good way to end it. And then, yeah. Yep. You screwed yourself. So that's bro. where uh, you've been hoodwinked, baby. It <laughs> <laughs> ain't about looking for characteristics; it's looking for values. And then, and then the girl unfriends you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 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 what was it like? Some what? What, uh, what did Token say? Yeah, some of y'all uh, 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 trying to pull a chick, but you're really trying to pull a favor, like. Uh. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, and, that, and that's and that's how you know the guys, uh, the playboy, right, girls. When you got the girl, when you got the guy trying to just hit on you, or whatever, it's like, hey, you clearly want a favor. Is that obvious to me? <laughs> that's the red flag you need. <laughs> See, that's the reason why I'm teaching Lily how to be a ninja. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be great. All right. <laughs> So, hope you had fun. We had fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh, smoked some stuff, talked some stuff, uh, pointed out some problems, pointed some solutions. Uh, pretty productive podcast, I must say. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, come back. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have more for you. And uh, yeah, uh, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Uh, send this to your pastor. Piss him off. Um, Tell him I said hi. And uh, let's get back to the mission, guys. Can we can we get back to the mission? Like, there's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of ground. I think we I've made that abundantly clear in the past three. There's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of ground to cover. So um, let's get after it. Yeah.